Good evening, Alcoa fans and family, and welcome to another edition of the 2020 Alcoa Tornadoes as they have advanced once again to the third round of the TSSAA state playoffs. Let's lay it out on the line for you. What is happening tonight in East Tennessee? Right here at Goddard Field in Alcoa, this will be the last home game for the Tornadoes this season. If they win, and they should, against Gatlinburg-Pittman, they beat them 43 to nothing earlier this year, they will then either travel to Loudoun or Chattanooga Red Bank. Chattanooga Red Bank won the season game or the regular season game against Loudon 13 to nothing but Loudon had four linemen I think they were out in that game earlier this year so we'll hang on see what happens tonight um uh, Josh Stevens has told me that if uh, Red Bank wins he's going to call and try to get the game moved to the uh, University of UT Chattanooga and their stadium down there which is nice Heath we've done a game from there uh, if not, we will travel just down 321 to Loudon, where we have always been treated extremely well and always have gotten a good potluck dinner down there. It's like after church on Sundays and their press box. But uh, he's a lot on the line tonight in this rematch between Alcoa and Gatlinburg-Pittman. Yeah, Gatlinburg-Pittman, Marty, looking for a little bit of revenge as Alcoa defeated them earlier this season, 43-0. to But I'll tell you what, going to be extremely hard for the Highlanders to do that, not only because of this season, but man, history on the Alcoa Tornadoes side as the Alcoa Tornadoes lead the series 12 wins to zero losses. Gallenberg Pittman has never beaten the Alcoa Tornadoes. They're going to look to do so tonight, Marty, but I don't see that in their future as this Alcoa Tornado football team is rocking and rolling on all cylinders so far this year, averaging over 42 points a game, only allowing around three. This team is extremely dominant, and we will see much of the same tonight. Do you know what that average score spells? Mercy rule. Indeed, reading my mind. That is incredible. Heath, there's been another kink that's been put into this ball game tonight. As Alcoa, as we got the three-depth roster, or the two-deep roster, there is a new starting quarterback tonight for the Alcoa Tornadoes. It is Caden Buckles who will be taking the opening snaps, and Zach Lunsford has been moved down to second team. Yeah, Marty, Caden Buckles, the junior transfer from Catholic High School, finally eligible this week. But, Marty, throughout the season, he has been playing. He's just been playing JV ball as he's been able to get some work and prepare for this opportunity. And one of the things that some of the parents who've been to those football games have said is that he can sling it around the field he has got a fantastic arm. And Marty, a little bit more of a Tim Tebow-esque style quarterback. As they said, uh-huh. when he runs and he likes to do so, he doesn't look to run out of bounds. Instead, he looks to run through you. So look out for that tonight. They'll rotate back and forth. I'd imagine with Caden Buckles and Zach Lunsford. There's two reasons I think he's starting this ballgame tonight, Marty. One, he's been doing well in JV and they want to see what he's got. But two, they need to get some experience on the field. They've got a game that's pretty winnable. Why not get your get a guy like that in the ball game early on? Let him get some jitters out, see how he does, and see what you have um, now to continue to build that depth in that quarterback room. As 
You've got a very talented sophomore in Zach Lunsford, and then you've got a senior, senior in Camden Burden you can use as well. But this is a great opportunity now with him eligible, Marty, to move Camden back to defense fully, let him focus his talents there because you've got a lot of talent in the quarterback room without it. Well, then you also could add it back to the receiver spot where we lost Isaiah Cox in week number 10, or week 9, game 10. Yeah. And that just gives them look at the weapons he has to work with offensively. Pick your poison. Well, and you could use Camden now in the jet sweep a lot and turn that into a jet sweep. You lull him to sleep once or twice with that play and then turn it into a jet sweep pass and throw the defense off as he'll throw it right over their heads when they come up to make the tackle. So, yeah, a lot of versatile things you can do with that young man. So excited to see that. Um, we certainly miss seeing Mr. Isaiah Cox on the field as he continues to recover, and he will miss the rest of this season. Uh, but excited about his future as he's committed to, to Cincinnati, and we've talked about that. We talked about that last week, but a lot of great talent on this field, Marty, and I'm excited to see you. Indeed, and uh, one player that we have yet to uh, acknowledge is Braden Anderson. Isaiah Cox has gotten a lot of love, gotten a lot of uh, offers, and he has committed to Cincinnati. Congratulations, Isaiah. Very proud of you and best in the future. We'll get you a ring. Don't worry about that. But I think Braden Anderson's the best receiver on the team. I think he's extremely athletic, and he is a playmaker, Marty. I, you know, you and I talked about this a week or two ago. Is I, you know, When I think about him and Isaiah, I'd probably give Isaiah the nod, but now that he's off, I agree. I think he's the most athletic player on the field now for this Alcoa football team. He's already more than doubled his production from last season. He's got 34 receptions. 682 yards, averaging 20 yards a catch, and he has 10 total touchdowns. Um, he is just an, a beast out there. Marty, you know as a quarterback how great it feels it, to just put the football up and know he's going to come down with it. And the, to be honest, the catch that he made last week is the best catch I think I've ever seen at the high school level. Well, one of the things, too, Marty, is you talk about when you throw it up and let a guy go get it, they usually call that a 50-50 ball. I tell you what, with Brayden Anderson, it's more like a, a 95 to 5%. 99.9. <laughs> yeah, probably pretty close. But, yeah, the, the play last week, Zach put it kind of in front of him, a little out, and Brayden just all out dove and was able to come down with it before going out of bounds. A fantastic play. And uh, Marty, if he keeps his head on straight and he can do everything else right off the field as well, Hopefully some teams will start to take notice as this man should be playing at the next level somewhere. And what does it tell you about what they think about Buckles when last week Zach Lunsford goes 16 of 17 for 225 yards and three touchdowns? His only incompletion was a ball that was dropped by one of the receivers. I know who it is. I'm not going to call his name. <laughs> but it should have been a, about a 60-yard touchdown pass. Yeah. And he could have been 17 for 17 for about 290 yards and four touchdowns. 17 for 17. Perfect game. He was also a finalist for Player of the Week. And, and, and Alcoa being a smaller school, they never get those players when it becomes a voting thing uh, to, to get enough votes to win the award. To me, last week, Zach Lunsford was our Player of the Week. You're listening to The Secret Safe Place for Newborns. Pre-game show. We're going to take a two-minute break, and when we come back, we'll have more pre-game and matchup specifics after this message. 
West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, health, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. Jerome Moon would like to thank all the constituents of District 8 in Blunt County for their support in the recent election. Jerome Moon will continue to fight for Blunt County in Nashville for better health care, better education, and overall pursuit of life. Jerome Moon works tirelessly for the people of his district. Jerome Moon is guided by faith, family, and freedom. Again, thank you from Jerome Moon for your support. Paid for by the committee to elect Jerome Moon, Steve West, Treasurer. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville. Good evening and welcome back in to the Secret Safe Place for Newborn pregame show here in the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. I'm Heath Dunkel alongside Scott Dunkel on 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports Radio as we are awaiting this game to get underway between the Alco Tornadoes and the Highlanders of Gallenberg-Pittman High School. Marty Millsap and myself on the call tonight as we were talking moments ago about the matchup tonight. But Scott, you know, we've got a lot of great games going on in this area tonight in 3A football as we continue to look at the playoff picture moving forward. I'm going to go ahead and turn the headset in just a moment over to Trevor, but I'm going to turn it to you first as you talk a little bit about what we have going on. All right, Heath, thank you very much. Yes, as we know, Gatlinburg Pittman will be playing Alcoa tonight. We're looking for the winner of the Red Bank Loudon game in Red Bank tonight to find out who we will be playing as for Obvious reasons Alcoa should win this game. But looking on the other end of the brackets there on 3A, familiar foe right down the uh, right down there on the bottom of the brackets, Pearl Cone will be taking on Stewart County tonight, along with Milan taking on South Gibson as well. So um, could very possibly uh, meet up again with Pearl Cone coming back to the state championship. 
looking down at at 1A, um, pretty much in the area anyway, you have Oliver Springs taking on Cofield. Cofield's got a really good team this year, so uh, that looks like that's going to be a tough matchup. That'll be at Cofield. South Pittsburgh plays Gordonville on the other end of that as well. Going over to 2A, South Green tonight will be playing Meigs County at Meigs County. Trisdale County goes to Waterton for 2A. That is the upper part of the bracket there. 3A, obviously, we've talked about just a few minutes ago. 4A, you have Elizabethan hosting Greenville tonight as um, a good, close rival matchup going on between those two. Nolansville will be taking on Tallahoma tonight. The winner of that game will host either Elizabethan or Greenville next week. Moving over to 5A, a little closer to us here as we have uh, several of the Knoxville schools in this one. South Dole will be playing at Central tonight along with West hosting Oak Ridge. So those should be some really good games right there. Central is the defending state champions in that 5A. 6A, Maryville tonight is hosting Dobbins Bennett as Oakland hosts Riverdale. Looks like a possible matchup there with Maryville possibly traveling to Oakland next week to face them. Um, down on the bottom end of that, Franklin and Brentwood, along with Bartlett and Collinsville. So looks like some really good matchups there real quick. Trevor, um, just oh, in those first six right there, first six um, A classifications, um, any thoughts on what it looks like for you, what you think tonight? Um, definitely some, some really good matchups. like to see what the outcome will be between Red Bank and, and Loudoun and and then, like you said, see what happens with Pearl Cone and, and Stewart County to uh, to see what the outcome is there, to see if we'll uh, potentially match up again with, with Pearl Cone in the state championship. But one thing I want to highlight is, is the Dobbins-Bennett-Maryville game with the controversy that happened last week. Um, there's di- different sides coming from Dobbins-Bennett, from McMinn County, and uh, from TSSAA that it was sad to see McMinn County's season end the way that it did. Right. Very We're, unfortunate for uh, McMinn County not getting to um, move on or getting the opportunity to move on. Or even play. Exactly. That's that, what I'm referring yeah. to. But, yeah, that, that's tough on them. Um, and But I think that would you know, have been an extra move, get to the quarterfinals. But, again, your bonus for getting to the quarterfinals is Maribel. So. <laughs> Just like yeah. for Gatlinburg, they get Alcoa. So, yeah, we we all know most likely what will, will happen with that game tonight. But it's still terrible to see that happen to seniors, right. especially that they didn't even get to to play that last game. Um, you, you thought that that could potentially be your last game, try to give it your all, and you don't even get to play it because all yeah. this controversy and that happened. They had a really good team. They're, I believe but, their only loss this year was to Marable. So, yeah, yeah. very tough oh, yeah. for them to have to deal with that and miss out on a rematch with uh, the Rebels. Oh, yeah, but that, that Dobbins-Bennett-Maryville game I think I think will be good. Like I've mentioned, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, was Maryville tends to not do well in the first half this season. They play very close in the first half. We we saw it with uh, Alcoa and Maryville. We saw it with Cleveland and, and Maryville and, and quite a few other games that Maryville had, and then they just take off in the second half, and I'm waiting to see who will take advantage of that. Because if they don't play full four quarters, they will not win a state championship. All right. Um, looking at a 5A matchup here, again, Oak Ridge and West 
West defeated Oak Ridge, I believe, earlier this year. They're both in the same region. Um, but a really good matchup. Oak Ridge has been playing some great football of late, and uh, West has played great football all year. So I think a really good matchup there. And then not Central hosting South Dole. Um, South Dole's had moments during the season, but playing really good right now. Not Central struggled a little bit as well, but has taken care of their situation as well. Uh, looks like we are fixing to go into um, some extra stuff here. Let's take a break real fast, and um, we'll be back here in just a few minutes. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal Opportunity Employer. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653 or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 389 7412. 
Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Welcome back in Twin City Certified in Marysville Game of the Week here at the Alcoa Tornadoes here in just a few minutes. Facing the Highlanders of Gatlinburg Pittman. But right now, here in the pregame show, and we just finished a beautiful rendition of the national anthem. And the lady who sung it is right next to me. I've got Miss Asia Cole. Asia, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Doing good. Well, Asia, you did a great job out there. Very impressive. Um, where'd you learn to sing like that? I don't know. I've kind <laughs> of been doing it since I could talk, really. Yeah. Okay, well, are you in choir in school? I am in the choir at school. Okay, all right. Well, I'm a little bit of a choir nerd. I was at Heritage and then went to UC. So, any future plans with singing? Um, if I can, I want to make it my career in the future after yeah. I graduate. So. That's awesome. So, um, with with that being said, looking at doing it in the future, have you got a college in mind you're going to or what? Um, one of the big ones I've been looking at is Liberty University. Yeah. I've been up there a couple times, really like the feel. And okay. I think their vocal program would be a good fit for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, with Liberty, uh, with their different singing groups that they've got there, different ensembles, have you? Or do you try out in the summer, or what does that look like? Have you been able to find out yet? I'm not quite sure about not that yet. Not quite sure. Okay. All right. Well, that's all right. Well, you're uh, multi-talented because you've got your cheer gear on as well. You're a cheerleader. Yes. So awesome. Have you been? So you're a senior. Look at your next. You're a junior. Oh my goodness. So a lot more time. For that voice to continue to develop, that is phenomenal. And um, who is the choir director at Alcoa right now? Trent Gilmore. Okay, Mr. Gilmore was there back when I was singing at Heritage Street. So I was wondering if he was still with Alcoa. That's awesome. Well, that is super great, and we really want to just take a quick opportunity and tell you you did a wonderful job and talk to you a little bit and uh, let our listeners know to be looking for Miss Asia Cole in the future, <laughs> maybe on the top charts, maybe on iTunes. We'll be, we'll be keeping our eyes out. But uh, best of luck with the – with the cheer tonight and uh, with uh, music this year as well. And tell Mr. Gilmore he said hello. Okay. All right. All right. Awesome. Well, that was Miss Asia Cole, and hopefully uh, Alcoa might sign her up to do it every week because that was gorgeous. And now coming back on the headset as we wrap up the pregame show is Scott Dunkel. And, Scott, we've got both players. We've got the captains at midfield between Taheron Sutter and we'll in a moment try to figure out who that Gatlinburg Pittman player is. It looks like. Yeah, Alcoa won the toss. Alcoa won. They've elected to receive. And let's see, the captain for Gatlinburg-Pittman tonight was number four. And I will get you that name in just a moment. That is Connor Reagan, a 6'1", 215-pound senior running back and linebacker. And Scott, with Alcoa starting on offense tonight, very quickly we will have the opportunity to see Mr. Caden Buckles at the helm. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's looking forward to that, even though um, we know Zach's definitely very capable. <clears throat> We've been waiting all year to see what Caden would be able to do with this team and excited to see how this is going to come out. Looks like um, they've already got the tornado up on the board, getting ready to give the tornado warning as the players are getting ready to hit the field. Well, hopefully – um, the Highlanders have brought their rain gear and preparing for a storm tonight as the Alcoa team is ready to go as Luke Summerall, Solomon Tyson, and some of that senior leadership getting the players hyped into that football, blown-up football helmet. They come running out of the smoke, and here come the tornadoes 
as they make their way to the sideline. And in just a moment, we'll have Marty Millsap back on the headset with me to talk about tonight's game and getting ready to roll. Marty, players coming onto the sideline. Dalcoa won the toss, is elected to receive. And as I mentioned to Scott a minute ago, Caden Buckles getting the start tonight, and we'll be able to see him very quickly and see what he looks like. Indeed, we're a little bit excited about that. I'm anxious to see what he looks like as well. We've heard all this talk about the young man. You know, they said as soon as he is eligible to play, he'll be starting. Well, they didn't lie to us as he will be starting tonight for the Tornadoes. As the Tornadoes await the kick, they will have Jackson and Cam Burden, and I believe that is Sankey back deep. And Alcoa tonight wearing their alternative home jersey. It is black with white stripes on the shoulders and an aluminum number outlined in white over solid white football pants. And, of course, the aluminum-colored helmet with the maroon face mask and logos on each side. And it will be kicking. It will be Gatlinburg-Pittman. That's number nine. And working our way through the rosters here. Rice and Flynn. Rice and Flynn. Thank you, Heath. And it's high end over end, and he catches it just shy of the goal line. Does Ronald Jackson, and he takes it upfield, can't find the wedge, and will be downed at the 16-yard line. So a good job that time by Gatlinburg Pittman's special teams. Yeah, probably should have let that one roll through the end zone. But instead, they tried to take it out. Scott stops at the 15, and out coming to the huddle is number 10 for Alcoa, the junior quarterback at 6'1", 205, Caden Buckles. So he will get the start tonight for Alcoa. His first night, he is eligible to transfer from Catholic High School. And we'll get to see him right away. They're going to empty the backfield, and it will be two receivers to each side, and they do have a back in Zane Bottom. They fake the jet sweep. And it will be Burden keeping, and he rams straight ahead to about the 17. He's going to pick – actually, he's out past the 20 to the 22, and he'll pick up six yards on first down. Yeah, right off the bat, they're letting Buckles get physical and go ahead and run up the line of scrimmage and run through it. And he does a wonderful (laughs) job. As we mentioned in the pregame show, one of the things they've said about him, he doesn't try to run out of bounds. Instead, he tries to run through you. A little bit more Tebow-esque style quarterback for the Tornado. And he's in a shotgun with an empty backfield again, and he throws a slant oh. Oh, over to Braden Anderson. And as I bragged on him, Heath, in the pregame show, he drops the first pass from Buckles. Yeah, Marty, and almost turns around and still is able to save it. I know. Um, with a one-hand cat, one-handed catch, but just not quite enough extension. So third down, it's going to be third and four. For Alcoa. And they come to the line of scrimmage. This time there will be a back and bottom. Or is that Elijah Cannon? It is bottom, I believe, in the backfield. No, that is Sankey in the backfield. And it is Buckles flushed and sacked back at the 11-yard line. And that is the kicker that makes the sack number four. That is – actually, no, that's not the kicker. That is Connor Reagan. He's six one two fifteen senior for Gatlinburg-Pittman. Nice job by Gatlinburg-Pittman there. Marty is three and out, and they will get an opportunity to get the ball back very quickly. They will indeed, and it will be Braden Anderson now to punt for the Tornadoes. 
The punt away. It's a decent one. It's got a wobbly. It's going to take a nice roll as it rolls down to the 30, down to the 28-yard line where it will be down. And a nice punt as that one covers about 55, actually 50. Let's see where they mark it. Going to be, yeah, it's a nice roll down to the 28. That one covers about 61 yards deep, net. So good good punt that time by Braden Anderson. Now, course starts in a 3-4 defense, and it will be a jet sweep, double reverse pass now by Gatlinburg-Pittman, and <laughs> almost picked off over here by number, is that Ronald Jackson, number 13, or is that number 19? Number 19. Jamal Williams. And he's played Heath very good. And as I said all the time, the wheel pattern never gets covered. I was wrong that time as Mr. Williams almost picks the ball off. It was a double reverse pitch back to the quarterback pass, and it fooled no one. Alcoa on the spot and ready to defend that play. And it will be Gatlinburg-Pittman to the line. They have a offset eye to the right of the quarterback in the shotgun. They fake the jet sweep one way, turn and pitch it the other way to the back. And he goes out over the 30 to about the 33-yard line. And that is number four, Connor Reagan. It'll be third down and a long six for Gatlinburg-Pittman. And we'll see what they draw up. We're scoreless at Goddard Field in round three of the TWSAA state playoffs with nine and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter. You're listening to the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. Dropping back. Got a receiver open. And the defensive back for Alcoa made a bad play on it. That's Cam Burden. And he's lucky that wasn't six points as the ball just overthrown for the intended receiver, number 81. And he's not on the roster, but regardless. Sutter over at the 45-yard line of GP, and that'll be enough for a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Yeah, that's the second time now Buckles has had to try to get out of the pocket quickly because of pressure. As getting up the middle, Luciano Lopez, the six foot two fifty sophomore defensive lineman, is causing havoc up the middle. First and ten, the ball sits at the Gatlinburg Pittman forty four yard line. Alcoa will send a tight end to the left as well as two receivers, and they'll send four uh, Ford in a slot to the right, and it will be. Buckles keeping, he turns the corner, lowers his head, runs over a couple of GP football players, and picks up seven en route. That was actually Summerall, the back in the backfield with Buckles, as now Bonham will enter the contest with Sankey. And now Cohen, a little sugar huddle. We've got eight minutes exactly left in the first quarter. We're still scoreless at Goddard Field. Two backs and Sankey and Bonham and a tight end receiver to the right. Now in motion comes back 
Braden Anderson, and they'll give it to Sankey going back the other way. He'll break two or three tackles, get inside the 35, down to about the 31 or 32-yard line, and that'll be another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down with 7.52 remaining in the first quarter. Nice patience by Ahmad Sankey that time. Going up the middle, stopping for a minute to let some players get out of his way, and then diving forward for Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. <clears throat> It'll be Sankey and Bonham, the backs, and they'll flank Sankey wide right with two receivers now to the left. And a tight end to the right, and it is Buckles back. He looks, he looks, he's going to serve it. He rears back and throws in the end zone. Ball up for grabs for Anderson, and incomplete. Good defensive play that time by Gatlinburg-Pittman, and not a very well-thrown ball that time by Buckles. Well, not a good ball thrown, Marty. A little bit of a duck, and it got shot down quickly. It's number 11. He didn't coming up and knocking that football away. I think Buckles was really hoping there, Marty, to just throw up a prayer to Braden Anderson. And as we talked about in the pregame, more often than not, he's going to go up and get that. But that was just a really good defensive play, finding the football by the senior defensive back of the Highlanders and knocking it away. And the give will be to Bonham on second 10. He's got a big hole, and he bursts through. He's inside the 25, now inside the 20, and tackles as he enters the common sense red zone at the 18 and picks up a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Yeah, he wasn't really happy with that play, Marty. He got a big first down, but Bonham knew. He saw he saw the end zone, and he wanted to get to that maroon rectangle. But Gomberg Pittman able to catch a shoelace and bring him down. So now we're in the common sense pest control red zone as Alcoa's got the ball first and 10 on the 18. With 6.50 and counting off the clock in the first, it's 0 all. Buckle in a shotgun, fakes to give to Sank. He now throws a screen pass to Tank Jackson. Tank Jackson, and he takes it, makes one man miss, turns it back upfield, and is inside the 10 down to about the 6. And once again, that'll be another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. You're listening to the Twin Cities Certified and Maribel Game of the Week. We're still scoreless from Goddard Field with 6.30 left to go in the first quarter. Uh, momentarily, we'll do some secret safe place for newborns in Tennessee. Social media shout-outs. Alcoa to the line, shotgun, two backs, two receivers, and a tight end to the left. And it will be a give to Sankey. He weaves his way through some tackles. And inside the five down to about the four, it'll be second down and goal at the four after about a four-yard run by Mr. Sankey. Been a little bit more tough sledding for the Salco offense tonight, Marty, just so far, as Gallenberg Pimmons' defense has stood strong and made it really tough for them to move the football. They have indeed, and uh, we'll go to some shout-outs, as I said, momentarily as it will be Sankey, the lone back in the backfield with Buckles, and a tight end to the right and a receiver, two receivers to the left. And it's Buckles looking, looking, throwing, has a wide open man and just overthrows. I believe that's Braden Anderson over there in the left back of the end zone, incomplete, and it'll be third down and goal from that point. So just a little bit of too much air and and. and Heath, it looks like Buckles just got a little bit of uh, jitters here to start this game, and then rightfully so, he's not played in over a year on the varsity level. Right. And he's, Marty, I'm telling you what, that defense of Adam Gallenberg-Pimmon is getting in the backfield tonight. 
They are indeed, and it is a fake. It'll be Buckles keeping, and Buckles is going to be ruled down inside the one-yard line. Now, it looked like he was going to score, and Gatlinburg-Pittman converged quickly and bring him down just shy of the goal line. And it'll be fourth down and goal now from about six inches. Well, Marty, you know they're going for it here as Buckles comes back into the huddle. They bring Luke Summerall in. Either a quarterback sneak or you might be looking at that stack eye formation right here. Indeed, and we'll see. No, they're oh, going to go man. for a shotgun. shotgun. Wow, I told. Two receivers left, one right, and a tight end. And it's going to be Buckles keeping. He goes airborne and into pay dirt. He goes and dives into the maroon rectangle for Alcoa's first score of the evening and his first score of the season. Now 6 nothing Alcoa with 4.46 left to go in the first quarter. Buckle's first touchdown of his varsity career here in Alcoa High School, so congratulations to him. And uh, Marty uh, gets put into perspective real quick, though, as he comes over to the sidelines and Rankin has a few things to teach him about and give him a little bit still of a talking to. But it's great job for that young man, and congratulations on his first touchdown here at Alcoa High School. The extra point is up and doing, and with 4.46 remaining here in the first quarter, Alcoa 7, Gallenberg Femin 0. We'll be right back. Folks, do you want the best mortgage rate in terms available? Go local. Volunteer Home Mortgage is home-owned and home-operated. We're part of your community. Oh, sorry, brother. We're helping local folks who shop locally, too. Neighbors helping neighbors. Call to see how your local wholesale mortgage broker can help you get the best possible mortgage rate and terms. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. Back at Goddard Field, where Alcoa has just scored on an airborne dive from their quarterback, Buckles, starting his first game tonight in, I was going to say maroon, but it is in black now, the alternative home jersey for the Tornadoes, as it will now be Jet Foley on to kick. And it is way, or is that Heaton? I believe that was Heaton kicking. And it's a squibber that's fielded at about the 10, and that's number 11 for Ethan Stennett. He is a senior, and he returns it out past the 15, out to about the 24. So he gets out past the 20. Not a bad run after he is able to pick the ball up off the carpet and turn it into a nice little game. As Gatlinburg-Pittman makes his way to the line of scrimmage. They've got two receivers left, one right, and two backs in the backfield with Hammonds. And they're going to take a – there's somebody took a timeout. I'm not sure who. That's Christian Hoffman, the quarterback, a freshman. That's going to be offside with the defense. Great jump. Mm, he's done it a few times this year. He's just really eager to get after that quarterback. You don't need that extra step, big boy. So five free yards on first down for Gatlinburg-Pittman. It sets up first and five. As the freshman brings Gatlinburg-Pittman to the line, that's Christian set past 20. Not a bad run after he is able to pick the ball up off the carpet and turn it into a nice little game. 
<clears throat> as Gatlinburg Pittman makes his way to the line of scrimmage. They've got two receivers left, one right, and two backs in the backfield with Hammonds. And they're going to take a – there's somebody took a timeout. I'm not sure who. That's Christian Hoffman, the quarterback, a freshman. That's going to be offside of the defense. Great jump. <clears throat> He's done that a few times this year. He's just really eager to get after that quarterback. You don't need that extra step, big boy. So five free yards on first down for Gatlinburg-Pittman. It sets up first and five. As the freshman brings Gatlinburg-Pittman to the line, that's Christian Hoffman. He's 6'3", 185. He's got three receivers to the left, one to the right. He rolls left. He throws. He's got a receiver open, and it's complete at the 35 and finally drug out of bounds at the 36. And on the catch is number 11. That is Ethan Stinnett. So that is the first down. That moves the chains with 4.30 left to go in the first. Alcoa still leads seven to nothing. We're at Goddard Field in Alcoa for the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville. Game of the week. Two receivers now right, one left, and two backs, one in the wing position. And now motioning into a tight end wing. And throws out to the tight end who makes the catch. That's number 88. And that is Reese Cole. He goes 6'4", 240. He's a junior. And Alcoa not having anything to do with it. And that'll be a loss of two on the play to set up second and 12. Good defense that time, Heath, with all the motion. Good read by Major Newman, Marty, getting right there and being ready to make that tackle quickly and stopping his progress. What a great football player he is. Nice instincts, for sure. Hoffman and a shotgun, three receivers now to the left, one to the right. And one back and one wing. He's going to load up and throw deep. He's got a receiver over there and just out of the hands. If he could have just let him just a, uh, you know, a yard shorter, that would have been another big play for GP. And, Marty, a really good job by Camden Burden. Burden saw where that ball was going, and he got there quickly and kind of helped assist the receiver and walked him out of bounds. Um, a really good job that time staying with him to make sure he couldn't make that catch. Gallenberg Pittman is ten and two on the year. However, three of their victories are one to nothing forfeits due to COVID. Three forty seven remains in the first quarter, seven nothing Alcoit, Goddard Field, Gallenberg Pittman with the football. And it is hopping back. He looks, he's gonna try the same play this time to the other side of the field. And Braden Anderson goes up and makes an incredible interception. At the 40-yard line. Oh, wow. Oh, man, they're going to call it incomplete. And, he's I've got – we're – man. I don't know how you do that. Braden even made sure as he was coming down, Marty, he got that one foot tip, tiptoed inside and then went out of bounds. And he came to the ref immediately and was like, got that foot in. And the ref, after conferring, decided it was incomplete. They were like, see that. yeah, they're a lot closer than we are to the action. That was still an incredible play. Well, we've got Stephen Cooper right down there on the sidelines. Maybe he saw it. Well, I'll text him in a minute. As Braden Anderson catches the punt, he makes one, two, three people miss. He gives up ground and will be slung down at the 26. It'll be a return of nothing. 
and it'll be first and ten for Alcoa at that point on the return by Braden Anderson. And uh, I may as I may text Stefan to see if he got a foot in bounds as Alcoa will have the ball first and ten. Quickly, the social media shout outs to Scotty Long, Rhonda Hill, Kevin Coolcat Campbell. Happy birthday, Coolcat. Karen Van Leuven listening in from California. Kelly Brewer, Rick Payne, David Walker, Chris Crowley, uh, San Francisco Giant buddy, and my good friend Ruthie Williams. Jet sweep to the right in the form of Cam Burden. And yeah, Cam Burden and ball handed off, Marty, by Zach Lunsford. Now Zach involved. Lunsford is in now, and Burden takes the jet sweep, picks up about six on the play, set up second and four. And let's see what our man Zach Lunsford can do. And they're going to call a hold, it looks like, Heath. So instead of a big run, or not a big run, but a nice run by Cam Burden, this one will come back and will be placed at the 15-yard line. So that'll set up. Instead of having second four, it's going to be first down and 21. <clears throat> And the snap back, Lunsford right on target with a screen out to the right flat, and it's complete. It'll pick up about eight yards to the 18, or actually to the 23, and that'll put Alcoa in a second down and 13, so just a nice play there. And Gatlinburg-Pittman making some really good open field tackles tonight, Heath. Yeah, they've been tough, Marty. They're swarming to the football quickly. And, again, we talked about it earlier. They, Marty, are looking for revenge tonight. So you have to imagine they've really been working hard to prepare for this football game. Lunsford now gets the snap, and he throws it across the middle to a wide-open Sutters. First down Sutter, and then some. As he takes off, he's past midfield. He's to the 10, finally yanked down from behind at the four-yard line. But... Lunsford saw him. He broke open on a skinny post across the middle, and once he made the catch, he turned on the Jets, and he, for a big tight end, he could move. Yeah, I mean, that was a great run, Marty, but let's talk about the vision as well from Zach Lunsford stepping back in that pocket, staying poised, and firing a dart up the middle and up the seam to Sutter in a big-time play that takes them all the way down to the three-yard line. I think you're going to see a lot of great quarterback play tonight, Marty. We've got two talented players, and both of them competing to try to be the man. High formation. Lunsford will go under center, and it will be number nine. I believe that's Jordan Harris. It is. With the touchdown and into the maroon rectangle for another six points and an Aberdeen Orthodontics touchdown tornadoes. A nice run that time by Harris. Follows his left tackle up the middle, and the player defender comes at him. He just stiff arms him out of his weight and waltzes into the maroon rectangle. So now coming Jeff Foley back to kick the extra point for Alcoa. And 13 nothing lead now with a minute 50 left to go. And you just wonder, Heath, as, as well as the Gatlinburg-Pittman defense is playing, how many more plays getting gashed like this until they start getting more flat-footed and winded and give up the kick up and doing and at the 150 mark in the first quarter Alcoa leads 14 to nothing we'll be back in 30 seconds 
after this Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout. You're listening to the Twin Cities Certified and Marable Game of the Week. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. And I approve of this bumper music. As Alcoa in the form of Jet Foley set to kick the ball at the 40-yard line, they enjoy a 14 to nothing lead here at Goddard Field. And deep for Gatlinburg-Pittman is number 11. That is Stennett. And it'll be fielded by an up man on a squib kick. And out past the 40, out to the 42-yard line goes, I couldn't get his number, number two, that is Carlos Orr, 6'2", 165-pound freshman. Very young Gatlinburg-Pittman football team, Heath. Young and well-coached, Marty, as Coach Rang does a really good job with this program. And typically, they're one of the top two or three teams in our region every single year. They are indeed, and it will be first to 10 from their 41. One back and two receivers to the right, one to the left, and a wing in the form of the tight end on the right. They give it off tackle right, and it will go for no gain. Marty, some scoreboard updates for you. In the first quarter with 2.42 remaining, Maribel 7, Dobbins Bennett 7. Wow. I wonder, I, I, I heard Maryville possibly had some kids out, as Brian Bledsoe said. I told you so. <laughs> well, yeah, that is a pretty good Dobbins Bennett team. Uh, as Brian told us in pregame or before we were setting up, that, you know, you take away our first flea flicker pass, and we're 13-7, to 7, you know, ahead of them. So, quick screen, it is short hopped, out intended for number five. That's Houston Bird. And Hoffman took a big hit right there as he tries to unload quickly. And in the backfield very quickly was Cam Burden. It looks like he came on a, a safety blitz. Wow, and Marty Dobbins-Bennett scored quickly to tie up that ball game. Dobbins-Bennett scored on their first drive on offense moving down the field and putting it in the end zone. So that looks to be a really good ball game tonight. And a special shout-out to my buddy who is, uh, works for the Sevier County Central Office, is Steve Branton, listening in tonight up in Sevier County. And his son plays basketball as the ball is thrown and batted down. Is that the new quarterback in the game now? Yeah, it was the new quarterback in the game, and the ball batted down and backwards, and that will set up fourth down. And now on to kick will be number nine, Bryson Flynn. But I was going to say, uh, Steve's son plays basketball up at Gatlinburg-Pittman. I'd like to thank him for tuning in tonight and give him a big roll tide. <laughs> and back deep is Ford, and it looks to be Jamal. It's, oh, it, uh, he lets it drop. And Alcoa, it looked like the other back thought that maybe Ford had touched it, and he hadn't, but... 
Better safe than sorry. Was that Braden Anderson back there? No, it was number 19, or is that 26? That's Isaiah Bryant, Isaac Bryant. Isaiah Bryant, number 26. And Isaiah Bryant evidently thought that the other receiving or receiver back deep for the Tornadoes had touched it. He hadn't, but he did fall on the ball, and he was lucky enough to come away with it. But Alcool will have it deep in their own territory at the 17 as they come to the line of scrimmage with 48 seconds left to go in the first quarter. And back in is Buckle. And back in is Buckles and a shotgun. He'll take, he'll give a jet sweep to Sankey. Actually, he's going to keep. He goes off tackle to the right, breaks three, four, oh, five oh, tackles, oh, 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 oh. and fumbles the football. But Alcoa back on top of it. Uh, no? Oh, they're not. It's got Brick Pittman ball. Mm. Lance Williams tried to roll over on top of it to block the defender, but the defender pulled it right from under before he could. And, and he – it is hard when you've not played – you know, I know he's played JV games and he has practiced some, but if you're not getting starting snaps, it, it, it's this late in the season, it's hard to catch up in real time. Yeah, I mean, Buckles was just trying to fight for a few extra yards, sitting against off to the line of scrimmage, and hats off to those linebackers getting some hands in there, stripping that football away, and down for Pittman with new life. And the freshman Hoffman back in at quarterback. He throws. He's got a man wide open. It was a carbon copy of the play to Sutter's, and this time it is complete to number 88, who's fired up. Yeah, and that's the tight end, Reese Cole, 6'4", 240, and he's got the ball down at the three-yard line. A nice drawn-up play, a nice execution by the Highlanders of Gatlinburg-Pittman. And we'll see. GP will run. They're going to run the eye formation, two tight ends and a wing, and go under center with Hoffman, power eye, and they're going to give it to the first man, the fullback, number 23. And he really took it flat-footed and really had no chance. That's Baylor Boggs. And he really had no chance of, of moving with football, Heath. And that's going to be the end of the first quarter. And at the end of one, on the Twin City Certified and Maribel Game of the Week, it is Alcoa 14, Gatlinburg-Pittman nothing but knocking on the door. Back in 60 seconds. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maryville be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maryville. Back to the old to-do list again. Let's see. Climb Mount Lacotte? Done. Snorkeling with the dolphins off the coast of Florida? Done. Barreling over Niagara Falls? <laughs> nah, too risky. How about rediscovering Cades Cove in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park? Hmm. Easily drive or hike to view the scenic mountain beauty and wildlife. I'm downloading the Cades Cove app at cadescoveapp.com today. We are back 
with the tragically hip as Gallenberg Pittman has it second and goal at the three, just inside the three-yard line. Uh, they try to run to the fullback on the last play. They're going to line up in the power eye again with Hoffman under center. Power eye to the left. And it will be number four dotting the eye. It's going to be a give to number 13. That is, is that 13 or 32? And he slides down to about the one-yard line. Corbison is the carrier. Or is it Ferguson? Anyway, he's dropped as he gets at the one, so it's third and goal now with a – that is Ferguson. Jacob Ferguson, he is a 5'11", 250-pound junior. Power eye to the right this time. Under center is Hoffman, and he's going to try to take it, and he will put it into the maroon rectangle for a touchdown with the help of the extra back in the game. That is number 50 – I believe it was 53 – Give him a little push. That is Saban Moore. And the Highlanders are on the board now with 11-16 to go in the second quarter. And it is 14-6 pending the PAT from number nine. That is Bryson Flynn. Snap, set, the kick. Doing. And they have cut the lead in half over a turnover by Buckles, who fumbled on a carry, and five plays later, the Highlanders capitalize to make it 14-7. to He's just, uh, you can't do that. You cannot, you know, you're in the third round of the playoffs. You're playing against teams that that are pretty good. I know you beat this team 43 to nothing earlier in the year. This team is playing a lot better than that team did. Marty, they earned the right to get here. So it's a tough team, tough-minded ball club that uh, has given many teams fits. And as you mentioned, they may have not done well against Alcoa the first time, but they've improved a lot since that moment. And they're looking really good tonight, getting in the backfield quickly, swarming to the football, trying to be smart with the football and offense, and they're taking advantage of Alcoa's mistakes. Alcoa's got to clean that up, and they'll certainly hear about that at the half right now an opportunity to get this touchdown back on the board and open this lead back up as they're about to get the football. And it will be, once again, Flynn to kick. He will kick deep or awaiting deep is Burden, Jackson, and I believe that's Isaiah Bryant. The kick will be fielded by Burden in the end zone. It'll be a touchback, and Alcoa will be forced to start at 20. This Flynn kid's a pretty, uh, pretty good kicker, He, Yeah, he's got a really nice leg on him, Marty, as they will pin Alcoa back and out. Let's see who's that quarterback continuing to rotate every series is now Zach Lunsford at the helm. Yeah, and I don't know if it's it's because it's his turn or, you know, you got to go with the kid that's used to getting hit that has played since week one, missed a week uh, in quarantine, but back, and now he's back in line up at quarterback. And two receiver. He's got two receivers to the right, one to the left. They move left to right on your listening device. The give is to Sankey, just plowing straight ahead, and Sankey gets it out to the 18-yard line, picks up about three, or actually out to the 23-yard line, picks up three on first down.
And Saban Moore on the tackle. I kind of like that name. And it is Lunsford in a shotgun. Two backs with him in the backfield. And now they'll flank one out and give it to the other back. That is Bonham. And he is stonewalled as he gets to the 25-yard line and knocked backwards. And the ball bobbled, I think, momentarily. Regardless, he retains possession. So do the Tornadoes. And it will be uh, third and five upcoming for Alcoa with 10-19 left to go in the first half. Alcoa better wake up and do something right here, Marty. Uh, Bottom, I think. Bottom. And it is uh, Bottom in the backfield with Lunsford. And there's two receivers right, one to the left. And Lunsford's going to roll to his right, avoid a tackle, and still looking. And makes another man miss and finally scampers out of bounds at the 33-yard line and picks up enough yardage to move the chains for a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. That's a great and tough play, Marty, and a really smart one by that young sophomore quarterback. Saw the pressure. Could have tried to throw it out of bounds. Could have tried to walk out of bounds. Instead, kind of jukes and jives out of that first defender, Marty. Misses another and tiptoes his way just enough to pick up a first down. Really smart play. 9.52, 14-7, Alcoa. They with football at their own 32. And Luncher's back. He's going to throw it deep. Uh, and somebody wasn't on the right, right page as Anderson went one way. The football went the other. And it'll be second down and 10. And Alcoa will have another down to live after the ball was thrown well over the head and to the outside of Braden Anderson. Yeah, that was more throwing to a spot versus finding where the receiver was. It looked like Braden Anderson may have been forced inside by the defensive back, so instead of fading out like Zach was expecting, more of a fly pattern straight down the seam, and Zach threw it too much outside. Exactly, and, and Lunchford back pressured once again, and number 88, the tight end, just completely just slams Lunchford to the turf. Reese Cole, he's played a good game. And, and Heath, if you said earlier, this offensive front of Alcoa is not having a lot of success now against the Highlanders' defensive line. They've been in the backfield a lot in this first half. You almost wonder, Marty, if maybe they took a look at that Maryville tape to figure out what Maryville did in the second half to make it tough on that line. Indeed. 9-18 left. And it's Lunsford. Trying to draw off sides, the Highlanders. Not a bad thought there. No, six seconds left on the play clock. Lunsford in shotgun, two backs, one to each hip. Fakes the handoff to Sankey. Looks flushed out of the pocket and just throws it away. And over there in the vicinity is Lunsford, not Lunsford, but Bonham. And the ball out of bounds, incomplete. And once again, Pittman defense rises to the occasion. There's a flag. Al punt. That's going to be a. I think a, it's on Pittman. Wow, is it a late hit? I think or it was it might be a intentional foul. grounding. If that is if that is uh, roughing the passer, I think it was taunting or something. Yeah, he's going to call intentional grounding. Oh. Uh, mm. And I believe that is a loss of down too. So <clears throat> that is a spot foul. So, yeah, that one's kind of hard in, in, in high school football. And we spoke to Brian Bledsoe about this before the game, and we've, we've known this one. 
In high school football, you cannot get rid of the ball if you're outside of the tackle box. You can in college and pros, but not in high school. And uh, that's a hairline call right there. There was no way the receiver was going to catch it. There was a receiver in somewhat of the same zip code, but it was still enough to get the flag thrown. A low-line drive that will not be fielded. It will take an Alcoa hop, an Alcoa hop, and go inside the 40, inside the 30, inside the 25, and down at the 24-yard line. So a kick from the 18, a 58-yard kick from Braden Anderson, and it will be Highlander ball at their own 24. They only trail by a touchdown with 8.41 left to go at 14-7. to They have it first and 10 at their own 24-yard line. It'll be the freshman leading the Highlanders to the line of scrimmage. He'll have two backs with him in the backfield, one on each hip, and he'll have a tight end to the left and a receiver We've already to got a flat side. And we'll see what it is. There's a stoppage in play. I don't know if there's a penalty. I don't think the game clock, or not the game clock, but the play clock ever started. Sideline warning against Alcoa. And not sure what the problem is. But, but Rankin, not happy at all. Not happy at one of his assistants, and he let them know about it. And 841, 14-7, Alcoa. And a sideline warning issued. No no penalty yards on the first one. And now it will be GP, first and 10 at their own 24. Same formation that they lined up in a minute ago. Low snap, fielded by Hoffman. He's going to throw deep, and Braden Anderson's the only one back there, and he'll make the INT. He's got it at the 30. He's back to the 40. Crosses midfield, 50. Picks up a blocker. Alcoa's trying to build the wall. They are building a wall. He's got it 30, 25, 20. Breaks the tackle at the 20. And into the maroon rectangle goes Braden Anderson for another Everton Orthodontics touchdown. Tornadoes on a 70-yard interception return by Braden Anderson. And, Marty, that little wall was built thanks to Major Newman and Bray Carroll. As Major Newman saw him turning around, he gets over here. He tells Carroll in front and directs Carroll to make a block, and the major helps form that wall to allow him into the end zone. And now there's a penalty on Alcoa. <sighs> or did they say he – I think they said he stepped out. Uh, yeah, they are. I don't, I don't know what it was. I think they're going to call a block in the back. We'll let the official tell us. And it is a hold against Alcoa. So instead of having six points, take that off the board. It is no Everding Orthodontics touchdown. It is Alcoa ball, nevertheless. First and 10 at the Highlander 26-yard line. And it is Buckles, or is that? No, no, it's Buckles back in. He throws a screen out to Ronald Jackson, who makes the catch, breaks one tackle, a second, and the ball Uh. ripped from him and fallen on by a Highlander at the 11-yard line. So, all the excitement and the ball deep in Highlander territory turns up in zero points as 
Ronald Tank Jackson fumbles at the 11, and it is recovered by Gatlinburg Pittman. We'll have it first and 10 at that point with 8.07 left to go in the second quarter. Alcoa does lead 14-7 to on the Denzo scoreboard. Jackson just let his emotions get the best of him there, and it caused him to make a poor decision. He, he, he escaped the first defender. Next one, he just tried to throw and kind of tried to make a statement with the throw, and when he did, he lost the football. Wasn't able to get back to it, and Gallenberg falls on it. He tried a hip toss on the defender. And a shotgun to Hoffman, turns and gives to his running back, just right up the middle, and that'll go nowhere. Might even lose a yard, as it was number, I believe, number four on the carry. That is Reagan, Connor Reagan, 6'1", 215, senior. And it will lose a yard. It'll be second down and 11. And I'd like to thank Trevor Duckle for doing such a great job on social media. And it will be a shotgun once again, a wing to the right, tied into the right, and a fumble. And it is covered, I believe, by the Highlanders back at the three. That could have easily been like a shuttle pass and be called incomplete, but they're going to say it was a pitch. And that'll be a big loss now for Gatlinburg-Pittman as they'll be staring down a third and balls at the four-yard line. So it's going to be a third down now and 17 for GP. And the clock is running. Somebody said it's an incomplete pass. You left the clock running. Coach, that wasn't an incomplete. Or, Mr. Fan, that wasn't an incomplete pass. That was a fumble. If it was an incomplete pass, the ball will be back to the 10-yard line. And Gallenberg Pittman's arguing the fact that that was a forward pass. I don't know if they'll win or not, but it's going to be a timeout. Let's take a Lois Lawn Care timeout with them. And as we go into a 60-second timeout, I'll remind you, Alcoa leads this with 6.38 left to go in the first half, 14-7. to You're listening to the Twin Cities Certified Maribel Game of the Week. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55, loaded with premium technology, like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. pistols for the tragically hip is it is third down and they're going to say 16 it's more like 17 for gp they're just going to run it and they do so in the form of reagan connor reagan right up the middle he's out to about the 11 so he gets back most of the yards gets back to the original line of scrimmage maybe just past that but it'll be fourth down now and it'll be number nine bryson flynn on the punt quick social media shout out now to uh, our buddy Terry Tuttle, and also a shout-out to Bob and Dottie Kidd. 
Thank you guys for listening in each and every week. We really appreciate it. 6.03 left in the first half. 14-7, to 7, Alcoa and Gallenberg-Pittman in the form of Flynn on to punt. Alcoa will send two receivers back. One is Isaiah Bright, who will catch it at his or at the Gallenberg pit with 47, finds a hole, Heath, and he hits it. He's got two blockers in front of him, and he is in to Pater. That is an Everding orthodontics touchdown as he reaches the maroon rectangle, and that one will go about 48 yards. And once again, I got bad news for you, Marty. Before the play even started, there was 12 men on the field for Alcoa. He was trying to run off. Gallenberg could snapped it before, so they already have a penalty. Mm. Oh, man. So penalties have cost Alcoa tonight two touchdowns. This will not be a first down, but it will give them five yards. More room to kick as it'll move the ball to the 18. It'll be fourth down and four from about the, as I said, the 18-yard line, 17 or 18-yard line. And Oh no! It's more than that. How much is a? Uh, how many yards is a? Twelve men on the field. They just counted out fifteen. So that'll give the possession still to Gatlinburg Pittman as they get out to the twenty-seven yard line. First and ten now. So, I go ask Brian next door if uh, how many yards it is for a uh, twelve men on the field. And it was a give straight up the middle to Connor Reagan, and he lowers his head and just runs over a defensive back as he picks up another first down from Gatlinburg Pittman at the 39-yard line. And he's hurting, Marty. Yeah, he may have took the worst of that one. He lowered his head. I think the Alcoa defender got a little bit lower and just put a helmet right into the kneecap, and that does smart a little bit, Heath. 5-18 and counting now as they've reset the chains. One receiver near side, two to the far, and two backs. Or one back for Gatlinburg-Pittman and a wing to the right. And Hoffman going to take a timeout as the play clock comes near and in. And let's take a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout with them. And we'll be back with more first Half action as your tornadoes lead 14 to 7. After this, you're listening to the Twin City Certified Marable Game of the Week. We are Windy City Grill and we brought Chi Town Taste to the 865. Chicago style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. Alcoa and the give will go to number 
15, I believe. Is that is that right, Scott? Now it's number 16 on the carry. That is Levi Hill, 5'8", 185, and he gets suplexed to the turf after a nine-yard game. He gets up with a little smack talk, but it was a completely legal tackle. You know, if you're going to run the ball, expect to get hit. And there's three receivers to the right as well as a wing and a tight end, and the give will once again be the heel. He's going to be hit. He'll be stopped shy of the line to make, and it'll be third down and about six inches on the next snap. Alcoa comes up that time and just shuts it down. Yeah, pretty much sent all-out bliss that time after him. As Summerall on one side, Elijah Cannon on the other, and they closed that running play off quickly. And he's just Alcoa making a ton of mistakes tonight. We've not seen him this discombobulated. Uh, in a long time, but they've cost themselves two touchdowns. Well, Marty, I mean, I'm just going to throw it out there. I think throwing in a new player at quarterback and rotating has thrown a little bit off the rhythm offensively as they've looked a little bit flat and had trouble getting things going. And they try to give the ball to the big body right up the gut, and he doesn't get it. He'll probably even lose the yard. Yeah. And that is big number 52. That is Kevin Burkett. And Kevin Charcoal Burkett is going to be shy, and that'll set up fourth down now and a long one for the Highlanders. And it looks like Heath, they're going to go. 3.06 remaining in the first half. They trail 14-7. to I think this is stupid on their part. If they don't get it, they give Alcoa a great field position. And because they, you know, if they kick it and force Alcoa to punt again or not get into the end zone or the half comes in, they get the kick to start the second half. And they're going to call timeout and think about it. We're going to take timeout with them. The Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout. You're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville. Game of the week. Back after this. Alcoa leads 14-7. West Chevrolet doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. has nothing of it. The ball is thrown short, and they're going to throw a flag. They're going to throw a flag. It wasn't intentional. There was nothing the defensive back could do as the receiver saw the ball, stopped, tried to come back toward it. He made contact with the defender, but they're still going to call it on the defense. And he, that play had no chance of ever making it. The ball was not catchable, but that doesn't matter. This is going to be pass interference against Alcoa. This will be 15 more yards for Gatlinburg-Pittman and another first down. Marty, that was just a really smart play by that wide receiver recognizing the ball was going to be short, turning around quickly and stopping before the defender could slow down and ran right into him, forcing a pass interference 
penalty to be called. So the gamble pays off for Gatlinburg Pittman now as they have the ball first and 10 at the Alcoa 37-yard line and 2.45 left to go in the first half. Shotgun tied in and wing to the right, two receivers to the right, the give us to the right, and that's Connor Reagan. And he'll take it inside the 30 down to about the, well, they're going to say right at the 30-yard line. So be a pickup of eight on first down, and they keep moving. Keep in mind, Heath, they get the ball to start the second half, and they also have a kicker that can hit from probably about 30 to 35 yards on a field goal attempt. 218 and counting now. Pittman in no hurry as they come to the line of scrimmage. There's one back. One receiver, a tight end, and a wing, and it's to Connor Reagan again. He's got a big hole, Heath, and he breaks it for 30 yards and a touchdown for the Highlanders as they are now within an extra point of tying this game. Really nice job by Gallenberg Pittman, Marty, staying poised, not letting Alcoa's lead cause them to crumble, Marty, and they have continued to fight, continued to fight, found themselves back in this ballgame. I'll tell you this, Marty, if I'm Alcoa at this point, I give the ball to Zach Lunsford and I ride him the rest of the football game. Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking. And that time, Pittman blocked. The extra point is blocked, and guess who? Great Carroll. Indeed, and Alcoa still has a one-point lead with two minutes exactly left. And you're right, Heath. I put Lunsford back in the game. But, you know, it's got to mess with his psyche, Heath. Just getting constantly. At first, he was... It was McCrary, uh, and then it was Cam Burden, and now it's 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 Buckles, and you just gotta wonder what kind of of uh, head games it plays with your quarterback when you constantly are are second guessed and repeatedly have other quarterbacks thrown in. I agree, Marty, but I will say at the same time, I think Zach Lunsford has been through it enough to not let it phase him a third time. I think he came in that second drive, immediately threw a bullet down the field to Tahirin, saying, hey, I'm still here. I ain't going anywhere. And when you need me, I'm going to step up and make a play. And I think if I'm Coach Rankin, I don't play any more games on offense. I go to a guy, tried and true, I know can get us a dub, and I'll let him play the rest of this ball game. And uh, quickly to the Denzo scoreboard, compliments of Athletic Director Josh Stevens. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate it. At halftime, Red Bank leads Loudon 10-7. to and the kick is away, high, end over end, fielded at the goal line, just shot of, and it'll be Alcor returning back to the 28-yard line. And I can't, I think that was Cam Burden who, that brought it back, or was that Sankey? I can't tell. I've got to get some binoculars for Christmas. When the ball's, the numbers, and those numbers are kind of hard to read, too, even though they're outlined in white especially on black jerseys from all the way across the field. We're about 130 or 40 yards away from the other sideline as we're up here in the friendly confines of the press box here at Goddard Field in Bill Bailey Stadium. And it is Lunsford back in at quarterback. He takes a snap. He looks. He's going to keep it. He looks inside. Now decides to kick it outside. And he gets hit pretty hard, but he picks up. I think enough to move the chains for a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. They're going to say it is shy, 
Now they're going to stop the clock, I believe, to measure Heath. It is a first down. They're going to move the chains. That does stop the clock. That benefits the Tornadoes. And they're going to give it off to the freshman in the game, Elijah Cannon. He'll turn and twist forward out to about the 43-yard line, and Alcoa will immediately take a timeout with 1.27 left to go in the half. They have one more timeout left. We're going to take a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout with them. We'll be back in 60 seconds with more first-half action right after this. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. Jerome Moon would like to thank all the constituents of District 8 in Blunt County for their support in the recent election. Jerome Moon will continue to fight for Blunt County in Nashville for better health care, better education, and overall pursuit of life. Jerome Moon works tirelessly for the people of his district. Jerome Moon is guided by faith, family, and freedom. Again, thank you from Jerome Moon for your support. Paid for by the committee to elect Jerome Moon, Steve West, Treasurer. Back at Goddard Field, and it was Buckles back into the game, and he takes a he takes a sack. He had Sankey open out in the right flats, didn't see him, and takes a sack that makes it third down and seven now, with a minute left to go in the first half. He's got two receivers to left, one to the right, and Sankey in the backfield. He throws the ball. They tried to play. It was open. He just didn't put enough air under it. Heath and Gallenberg Pittman able to get a hand on it, and Alcoa will now be forced to punt. That was open, Heath. Well, Marty, I'm still going to say the same thing I said a minute ago. Put the ball in the hands of Zach Lunsford. As Buckles had an opportunity a minute ago with that sack, Marty. He stepped up and had Sankey wide open to the right of him. He can't be looking to run there. He's got to keep his eyes down the field. He's got to let the ball out to his playmakers and let him go to work. Indeed. And in the punt now will be... Is that Braden Anderson or is that Heaton? That's Anderson. He gets a squibber. It's going to take a nice Alcoa roll inside and down, actually down to the 20 yard line. And with 42 seconds, Gatlinburg Pittman will have the ball. They trail by one point at 14 to 13, and Alcoa could not have played an uglier first half. Quickly, after Dobbins Bennett ties the game. At Maryville at 14, Noah Vaughn returns the kickoff 90 yards for a touchdown to put Maryville up at, with 627 left to go in the first half, 21 to 14. That is a Denzo scoreboard report. So, Heath, uh, it's going to be Gatlinburg Pittman basically in a victory formation, and they're going to take a knee with Hoffman, the quarterback, and they're going to go into halftime now. They don't have to snap it again. They're going to trail by one point. They'll get the ball back to start the second half, 
And boy, wouldn't you like to? Or I don't know if I would. I don't. I don't want to be anywhere near that locker room when Rankin goes off at halftime. Yeah, I certainly would. Uh, you know the 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 offense. Well, let's say the defense has played pretty good, decent. The offense has played atrocious. No rhythm. Uh, nothing really. Alcoa has had two touchdowns called back. And that really looms big now as they only take a one-point lead into the locker room. And this is the smallest lead they've had at halftime since the Maryville game when they led 9 to nothing. Uh, we're going to take a break now. And we come back, we will have the secret safe place for newborns of Tennessee half-game report and Denzo scoreboard after this break. Alcoa leads at the end of one half of play, 14 to 13. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. 
Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Alongside Trevor Dunkel, as the Alcoa Tornadoes lead the Highlanders, Gallenberg Pittman, 14 to 13. It has been a very close ball game. And Trevor, your thoughts of the first half as Alcoa really kind of struggled to get some things going, and Gallenberg Pittman found some new life and has made it a very tight ball game. Um, I, I agreed with what you said earlier. Was was keep Lunsford in. We're doing better with Lunsford. Buckles, no offense, I think he is a very good player. They're just targeting him. They're able to shut him down tonight. And so I I think they just need to keep Lunsford in and and see what we can do um, with the rest of the game with with him. Well, I think one thing you just have to be careful of is, as you know, kind of like you said, and we've kind of been talking about it, very talented young man. We've heard from a lot of parents this kid has been tearing it up, waiting for his opportunity to get up here and have an opportunity to be eligible. We're excited he's eligible. We think he's got a very bright future here at Alcoa. But just kind of threw the offense a little bit out of rhythm, continuing to rotate a quarterback in and out, and it's something we've got to correct is you got to finish the ball game. you got to win it if you want to keep moving forward. And so right now you kind of really want to go to that hot hand, and the hot hand so far tonight, and especially last week as he went 16 of 17 for 225 yards and three touchdowns, was Zach Lunsford, so a player that they really probably should allow to kind of get something going offensively. And if Alcoa is able to build a lead again here in the second half, then maybe you get back buckles on the field, let him continue to get action, get comfortable in the system, as he hasn't had really an opportunity to play a lot with the varsity. So we'll see if they're able to do that. As uh, Trevor currently working on getting everything updated for our playoff picture, um, as Alcoa uh, we'll hope to win this ball game and move on to play the winner of Red Bank versus Loudon. So we'll continue to keep you updated on that. Um, but Trevor, uh, you've got a few updates for us so far. Which ones have you found? So I've got a lot just still kind of uh, keeping up with, with what's going on. Uh, not everyone's at half yet, so just trying to make sure that we're we're up to date um, as soon as they, they hit uh, halftime. Um, so to give a couple updates, and a lot of these games are also kind of in uh, the middle and uh, western part of Tennessee, so they haven't really started yet. Um, but we'll start with, with 1A. We have Oliver Springs traveling to Coalfield. Coalfield having a really good season so far, and, and it actually beat uh, Oliver Springs earlier in the season, but that was a close game. It was 14-7. to But this game so far is, is not that close as Coalfield is leading 20 to nothing at the half. Um, and then the winner of that game will, will go on to play uh, the winner of the South Pittsburgh and Gordonsville um, game. That one does not have an update yet, so 
we'll try to update you later um, tonight once we get more scores there. Um, and then moving on to, to two-way, you have Meigs County hosting South Green and, and a game, again, that's not close at all. Meigs County leading 29-0. Meigs County is yet to lose a game this season, so it looks like they're continuing their role um, into the playoffs as well. And then that game will go on to play the winner of Watertown and Trousdale County. Waterton beating them earlier in the season in a close game, 9-7. to That's also a game that we do not have an update for um, yet. Um, and then 3A, the, the playoff region that we're really you know paying attention to. Um, obviously, you, you know, uh, Alcoa is leading 14-13 to over Gatlinburg-Pittman right now. Um, and the winner of this will go on to take the winner of the Red Bank Loudon game. Red Bank beating Loudon earlier in the season, 13-0. to um, And this game's a little bit closer as they go into the half. Uh, Red Bank leading 10-7. to So we'll see what, what happens there. Um, and then moving down the bracket in 3A, we have Pearl Cone traveling to Stewart County. Um, that's another game we, we don't really have an update for you yet, but we'll, we'll keep you posted. Um, and then the winner of that game will take on Milan and South Gibson. Um, and then moving on to 4A, we have Elizabethan uh, hosting Greenville. Elizabethan beating Greenville 44-10 to earlier in the season, hoping to, to repeat that Elizabethan, another undefeated team who's uh, making their way through the playoffs as well. Um, Elizabethan leading 10-7 to at half, so that's a lot closer game than it was earlier in the season. Um, and then the uh, winner of that will go on to take on Nolansville or Tullahoma, depending on who wins that game. And then moving on to 5A, we have South Doyle uh, traveling to Knoxville Central. Central beating South Doyle earlier in the season, 27-19. to uh, But South Doyle looks to be trying to get their, uh, get their revenge as they're leading 14-7 to over Central at the half. All right. Um, and then the winner of that will go on to play the winner of West Oak Ridge. Um, and that game is, is close. West beating Oak Ridge earlier in the season, 22-7. to Oak Ridge having a decent season, but is, is making their way through the playoffs, surprisingly. Um, they had beat Ray County 23-0 to last week when Ray County was already 9-1. Uh, and um, But West leading right now, um, getting close to halftime, about three minutes left in the second quarter. West 14 Oak Ridge 10, um, and then moving on to uh, 6A, um, as we've been talking about multiple times this week, the Dobbins-Bennett-Maryville game. That was a very close game, as Maryville also scored on uh, their first drive on fourth down, just like Alcoa um, on, four, on their fourth down, uh, but then Dobbins-Bennett returned um, and, and scored again, and then Maryville was kind of a tennis match almost going back and forth. Uh, but Maryville's finally taking off as Maryville leads 28-14 to at the half. Um, and then the winner of that game will go on to play the winner of the Oakland-Riverdale game. That's another game that we do not have an update for yet, uh, but Oakland had beat Riverdale earlier this season 30-7, to but like other games that I had mentioned before, just because you had beat a team by um, a huge score like that doesn't mean that this game won't be close. So we'll, we'll give you an update. Um, later on for, for those scores um, and, and try to keep you posted throughout this game as well. All right, good deal, Trevor. Thank you very much. Real quick, uh, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to, to interrupt you there, but real quick, I uh, completely forgot about the 
Trevor's Tornado Trivia, so we wanted to go ahead and uh, do that. So um, didn't think about this. Uh, this game was going to be this close with, uh, relating to this question, so hopefully, um, hopefully this doesn't come true. But um, the question of this week, again, you can answer on either Facebook or uh, Twitter. Just comments. We'll be posting it on both social medias. And the first person to, uh, um, to answer correctly on either platform will win a $10 gift card to Windy City Grill. So the question this week is, Alcoa has shown their dominance in the playoffs for a while now. It, is, uh, it has been a while since Alcoa lost in the third round. So the last time Alcoa lost in the third round was against CAK, where the Warriors won 38-36. to What year did this happen? All right, good deal, Trevor. Thank you very much for that. And let's go into some statistics here, give you a little bit of update of what's been going on so far during this game with Alcoa and Gatlinburg-Pittman. For Gatlinburg-Pittman, 69 yards on 14 carries, 3-9 and nine in passing, one interception, 32 yards. Christian Hoffman, three completions, um, eight attempts, 32 yards in interception. Brady Hammond, one attempt, no completions. For Gatlinburg-Pittman, Connor Reagan, seven carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown. And looking through the rest of the stats, I'm sorry, I was trying to find that other one. There it is, Christian Hoffman, two carries for one yard and a touchdown, accounting for the two rushing touchdowns by Gatlinburg-Pittman. Going and looking at Alcoa now. 41 yards on 10 rushing attempts, 2 of 4 in passing, no interceptions, 80 yards. Alcoa held to 121 total offensive yards. Zach Lunsford, 2 of 4 for 80 yards. And that is all for Alcoa. Ahmad Sankey, 3 carries for 12 yards so far for Alcoa. Ronald Jackson, 2 catches, 21 or 27 yards. He has a fumble. Also tonight for for the tornadoes, trying to and I apologize, trying to get some information here real fast. Camden Buckles a one yard rush for a touchdown, also a nine yard rush or no that was a fumble. Um, and I apologize, I do not have the other touchdown, but it was a rushing touchdown. So anyway, right now Alcoa trails or no Alcoa leads. 14 to 13 over Gatlinburg Pittman. As you're listening to the Secret Safe Place for Newborns halftime show, and had just finished with the Denso halftime or Denso scoreboard from Trevor Dunkel. Tedens are back on the field warming up. We're going to take a break here, let them get loose, and we're going to get ready for Marty and Heath to come back in the second half. So we're going to take about a three-minute break, and we will be right back. Well, it's finally fall, and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, call me, Lee Franks, with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500, and let's run some numbers. Rates are at historic lows, and we might save you some money. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. 
Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the Committee to Elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. Tired of your current job? Looking for a career change? Want to stay home in Blunt County? Then check out the many job openings and company career pages at BluntAreaJobs.com. Here you'll find complete job descriptions and an easy application process. Don't waste any more time. Get to searching for your next career. You can find Blunt Area Jobs on Facebook and Instagram. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville. And Al Moore with the high kick angled towards the left sideline. Almost works as the ball hits the turf. No Highlander there. Finally, the up back with a heads-up play, falls on it to save the possession for Gatlinburg-Pittman, who has the ball now first and 10 to start the second half. They trail 14-13. to 13. And they have the freshman back in. That's Hoffman at quarterback. And I believe that's number five is the running back in the backfield with him. Who gets the ball? Actually, number four. Woo! That is Reagan Connor. And he is blasted by, I believe that's Major. Is that? No, no that's, that's Brayden Davis. Aaron Davis, Davis, sophomore linebacker, 
and he just blistered him to the turf right there, and that's a loss of two on first down, second, 12. I have a feeling that they took a pretty good preaching from Coach Rankin at halftime. Or as uh, they used to call the Nick Saban things, a uh, good old-fashioned butt-chewing. I think that's what Lane Kiffin called it, wasn't it? <laughs> Shotgun, Hoffman drops, looks, surveys, throws. Anderson's going to make the – oh, a good play by the receiver, number 11. That is Ethan Stinnett to break up the interception that would have been Braden Anderson's if – or that was Ronald Jackson on the play. He had it and would have come down with it, but a good play once again by Stinnett that bats it away. It's now third and 12 for Dobbins Bennett. Dobbins Bennett, Gatlinburg Pittman on their first series. 11 16 left to go in third. It's 14 13 Alcoa, and it is the Highlanders with the football with three receivers to the left, one to the right, one back with Hoffman in the backfield, and it is a give. And there's a flag thrown, too. I believe it may be a hold against the Highlanders' offensive line, but the run will net maybe a yard to make it fourth and 11. We'll hold on to see what the call is going to be. It looks like they're going to mark it off, possibly against GP. If I'm out cool, I decline it. I want the ball back. Chop block. <clears throat> so let's see what they do. They're going to decline it. And Alcoa now, as the ball was placed at the 30, it'll be fourth and 11. And it will be Flynn on the kick for the Highlanders. And Alcoa will send Ronald Jackson back along with Isaiah Bryant. And the snap, the kick, punt is away. It is a low one. It is, it is fielded at the 40. And there's room to run now as he gets to the edge, but it's just not enough balance as he stumbles out of bounds, does Bryant for the Tornadoes at the 49-yard line. So Alcoa, on their first possession of the second half, will start near midfield, and it will be once again buckled in at quarterback for the Tornadoes. Yeah, Marty continuing to ride the junior quarterback who's making his first start of the season and first plays of the season tonight as he just got eligible this week. He'll be in a shotgun. He's got Sankey with him in the backfield as well as Bonham in a wing, and it'll be a give to Sankey on a draw. He breaks a tackle, breaks a second, and moves into Highlander territory and tackled at the 41. He's going to be very close to a first down, about 10 on the carry, and it will be. They're going to call it second down, So, and it's just inches. Yeah, it'll not be- a – not a bad play call there, Marty. Is uh, there's someone you want to run angry? It's Ahmad Sankey. He did a great job of that in the Dobbins-Bennett game to add some life to this tornado team. And a really good run right there, taking a few defenders with him. Very close to a first down. Major Newman now in on the offensive side of the ball for the Tornadoes. As the give goes to Sankey, off tackle, big hole. He's in the 25. Mason Man misses the 30. Inside the 20, finally tackled at the 15-yard line. So the Tornadoes have just came out and said, we're just going to run it right at you. Stop us if you can. And that'll be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives. First down for the Tornadoes at the GP 16-yard line. 
And Marty, I uh, didn't get to announce this earlier, but with the rushes he's had tonight, Ahmad think he has eclipsed 1,000 yards rushing for the season. Last two carries have netted 35 yards as it is Buckles. Once again, he'll turn and hand to Sankey again. A decent hole, and Sankey moves the pile inside the 10, and finally it's blown dead at the 9. So another run and pick up of 7 for Ahmad Instant Sankey. And this looks like it's where Rankin has challenged his offensive line to wear on GP and open up these holes. And now it will be Buckles going under center, eye formation, Bonham the fullback, and Sankey the tailback, or dotting the eye, and it's going to be just a sweep to the right or left, and it is Sankey making a cut. And next stop, Peter. Into the maroon rectangle goes Ahmad, instant Sankey, and four rushes later, after receiving the ball for the first time in the second half, Alcoa extends their lead now to 20-13, to 13, pending the point after touchdown. Nice play calling, Marty, by Coach Sweetland, getting Alcoa set and just handing the ball off to their senior running back, Ahmad Sankey. Sankey makes the most of it and gets Alcoa on the board quickly to extend their lead. And now here comes the extra point by Jet Foley. Snap looks good. Kick looks good also. Your score with nine minutes left in the third quarter. It's Alcoa 21, Gallenberg 7 13. We'll take a 30-second break. And we'll be back for the kickoff in just a moment. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. And everybody in the stands are jump, jumping as the Alcoa Tornadoes have extended their lead to 21-13 to with nine minutes left to go in the third quarter. And it will be Jeff Foley on now for an angled kick towards the right sideline. It's fielded by the back back there and then dropped big time. And who is that on the hit? Bonham on the hit. The return was by number five, I believe. That is, yeah, that is Houston Bird, and he's going to feel that one for a couple of days as Bonham just delivered a big-time blow. But Gatlinburg-Pittman will take over now at their own 22-yard line. They now trail by eight, 21-13. Well, we call him Zane Insane in the membrane, Bonham. Nice hit. And the give this time, and nothing doing for number four. That is Connor Reagan as he's dropped it to 23, maybe a gain of one. But Alcoa's defense really inspired right now, Heath. After the touchdown by the offense and a big hit on the kick by Bonham, they're now 
off their heels and in pursuit. And they're still in a 3-4. I, I was wondering if they might come out in a 4-3 in the second half, but no. Hoffman is shotgun. The freshman back looks, throws quickly in the right flat, has a receiver. That is number five. The ball, ball, ball. ball loose. Major Newman does a hocus-pocus move, strips the ball from number five. That's Houston Bird, and then takes it into the maroon rectangle for another Everding Orthodontics touchdown tornadoes. In the blink of an eye, the tornadoes have jumped out now to a 14-point lead pending a PAT. Wow! Marty, that's how you open up the second half. Some statements made early on here in this third quarter by the tornadoes. I think they got their wake-up call at halftime because they were sleepwalking through the first half. As it's heating to hold, Jet Foley to kick. Kick up, kick doing. And right now, Alcoy leads, has their biggest lead of the game at 28-13 to 13 with 8-10 left to go in the third quarter. Let's take a short, Lloyd's lawn care timeout. Well, we'll be back with more of the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week after this. Jerome Moon would like to thank all the constituents of District 8 in Blount County for their support in the recent election. Jerome Moon will continue to fight for Blunt County in Nashville for better health care, better education, and overall pursuit of life. Jerome Moon works tirelessly for the people of his district. Jerome Moon is guided by faith, family, and freedom. Again, thank you from Jerome Moon for your support. Paid for by the committee to elect Jerome Moon, Steve West, Treasurer. We're back to the sounds of the tragically hip. Three pistols, another angle kick toward the sideline, the near sideline. And it is fielded by the outback this time. That's number 19, Liam Brackens. And he, too, takes a big hit on that return as that was once again Bonham delivering the blow and taking out the returner. And he, the Alcoa intensity is multiple times higher than it was in the first half. So it is going to be first and 10 at their own 28 for the Highlanders. And it is Hoffman in the shotgun. And he has number five, that is Bird, to his right hip. And he's going to roll right, throw right, complete to number eight, it looks like. Is that eight? I believe that's number 11. Number 11. How does that look like an eight? That is Ethan Stennett. He's been busy tonight for the Highlanders, and he'll be pushed out of bounds after a seven-yard gain for GP. It'll set up second and seven, or not second and three now. They've got to get to the 38. The ball's sitting at the 35. Eight minutes remaining exactly in the third quarter, and Alcoa leading 28-13, to 13, their biggest lead of the game. Shotgun. Give is going to be to the lone setback. That is Connor Reagan as he darts out to about the 39. We'll see where they spot him. It's going to be really close, and it will be a first down for GP. So Connor Reagan has had a really good game tonight for the Highlanders. 
speaking of the other Highlanders from Scott County, we will not have them on our schedule next year as they've moved out of our region. And Kingston. And Kingston as well. We like going there, though. Yeah, I'm sad to lose him. Shotgun formation, wing to the right, receiver to the right, one to the left to give right up the middle once again to Reagan, and he'll be dropped after a yard at the 40-yard line. Yeah, that was a good play there. Why wow, He was held by Bonham coming up to lay the wood with Aaron Davis. Marty, Aaron Davis has started to really make a name for himself on this Alcoa defense. Him and Elijah Cannon, two young stars and studs that rotate in defensively. Davis is going to be a very talented linebacker in the future, already starting to make a name for himself at such an early age. Indeed. Shotgun, wing left, running back to the left. And now in motion comes a receiver. And the give is the number 16 in the game now. That is Levi Hill. And he'll go nowhere. He'll actually lose about three yards, Heath, as that'll set up now third down and about, we'll just say a, We'll say 11, so he loses about three on the carry. The ball sits back just shy of the 38-yard line. They've got to go out to almost the 49. Well, Marty, that tackle made by Braxton Ballman. And Ballman, Marty, we were talking about this earlier. He is a young man who is in the top 25 for the Great American Rivalry Series scholarship athletes. Um, and so you can go online to the Great American Series.com and vote for him daily up until mid-December, I believe. And if he's able to get and stay in the top 25, he has an opportunity to win a scholarship and will go on the Academic Hall of Fame. And best of luck to that young man. He's incredibly smart, and he's also an incredibly good player, despite his genes. And I say that jokingly as, uh, to his father, who's a, a, a really good guy and a longtime acquaintance of mine. And the ball thrown deep and incomplete by the Highlanders. No chance for anybody there except for the Tornadoes to make the catch as now it will once again be number nine. That is Flynn in the punt. And he shank apotamus this one. And it goes out of bounds. They're going to mark it at the Alcoa 37. So it's about a 23, 24-yard punt. And Alcoa will take it over there. And we'll see what quarterback is in the game now. Looks like Lunsford may be in the game. I can't tell. I'm going to try to find a 10 or 11 on the sideline. And I'm not sure who the quarterback is yet. It looks like it's still going to be Buckles in a quarterback. It is. And he'll turn and he'll give the ball to Bonham. Bonham out past the 39 and down at about the 40. And it will be second down and seven now for the Tornadoes at the 40 as the clock ticks. And there's now five and a half minutes left to go in the third quarter. Alcoa comes out with a tight end to the left, two receivers left, one to the right, one back and thank you who now motions out of the backfield. It's going to be a quarterback draw, and eating it as he gets to the line of scrimmage will be Buckles. He'll pick up maybe a yard. It'll set up third down and six at the Alcoa 41-yard line. Alcoa with the ball and the lead at 28-13. to We're now under five minutes to play in the third quarter. Stay tuned for the... Uh, 
secret safe place for newborns post-game show and Denzel scoreboard after the game. We'll have another Alcoa Tornado in the booth to interview later on. It is Buckles in, shotgun, empty backfield, throws a slant to Ford and almost picked off the ball, batted down by number 55. Where is that? 56. So that's 55, but we do not have him on said roster. Don't know who the uh, Highlander was, but a good play, and that'll be fourth down, and Alcoa now will punt in the form of Braden Anderson. And back deep is number five. I believe that's Bird for the Highlanders. Now that's number 11, Stennett. And it is a – it's hit off somebody's helmet. I'm not sure who. I think it was Major Newman's helmet. Yeah, and they're going to mark it there. The ball will be downed at about the four, but I believe it'll come back to where it's originally yeah, hit. I think it's going to go to the 25. Yeah, it'll come back out to the 25-yard line where it bounded off of Newman's helmet. And that's where the Highlanders will take over. And once again, Heath, this is this is the most sluggish I've seen this Alcoa offense since the Dobbins-Bennett game. They just cannot... I mean, they ran the ball extremely well to start out the second half, but they've just bogged down again. And they do enjoy a 15-point lead at 28-13 with 4.20 left to go in the third quarter. It'll be Dobbins-Bennett ball. Not Dobbins-Bennett. It'll be, I just said that, it'll be Gatlinburg-Pittman ball at the 24-yard line. And they'll have two backs. With Hoffman in the backfield, two receivers left, one right, and to give up the middle to Reagan as he gets out past the 30 down to about the 31-yard line. It'll be a pickup of about seven on the carry. Got an a nice carry, uh, and there is an injured, I believe that's 53. Saban Moore. Saban Moore, who's played a pretty good game tonight for Gatlinburg-Pittman as he lays on the turf here at Goddard Field, and he's in some pain, Heath. He is squirming big time. And it looks to be an upper body injury. I'm not sure what it is, but he is really hurting. Could very well be a dislocated shoulder uh, and a collarbone. Well, while he's down, let's take a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout. We'll be back with more third-quarter action on the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville Game of the Week after telling you the score is Alcoa 28, the Highlanders 13. Back after this. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. We are back at Goddard Field in Alcoa where they've just helped Saban Moore off the field. He does so under his own power, so whatever was ailing was only temporary. 
and he'll have to set out at least one play as they tend to him over on the sideline. And it is now second down and four for the Highlanders. The ball just outside the 30-yard line, and Huffman in a shotgun in motion. It's the receiver for the Highlanders, and it's thrown out in the flats and completed at the 41-yard line to number – that's 11, it looks like, once again, Stennett. And he'll convert, pick up the first down, and it will be Dobbins Gallenberg Pittman ball at the 39 yard line. We better quit talking about Maryville tonight, Mark. Yeah, I know. Well, I just heard that in the background as we were speaking. They trail Maryville 35 to 21 on the Denzo scoreboard, and Red Bank leads Loudon 24 to 7. The ball is give up the middle to Connor Reagan who gets it out to the 40-yard line. He'll pick up a yard on first down to set up second down and nine. So the Denzo scoreboard, the games we're keeping an eye on as Maribel Dobbins-Bennett, 35-21, Maryville, and the game that we are the most interested in as Red Bank leads 35-21 over, or 24-7 over Loudon. I need some caffeine. <laughs> But regardless, 3.06 left in the third quarter here, and it's Alcoa 28. And Gatlinburg Pittman 13. As the Highlanders come to the line of scrimmage, they'll be one back in number 16. That's Levi Hill with Hoffman in the backfield as they send three receivers to the right, one to the left. It'll be Hoffman rolling right, throwing in between two to receivers. Instead of making the catch and fumbles as he's hit, but they're going to say, was he down or was it incomplete? No, I think he was down. Yeah, the ball came loose and Alcoa quickly on top of it, but Stennett makes a great catch between two defenders, and it'll move the chains once again for the Highlanders, he, and give them a first down inside of Alcoa territory. And I've not seen the Alcoa defenders this stationary in a while. They're having a really hard time breaking on the ball. Well, they need to, I would almost play up, play a little bit more man. Looks like that's what they're going to do on this play. And they give us the Levi Hill, and he'll Ooh. try the right side. And, yeah, he's – oh, as he gets popped by – I believe is that number 26. Yeah, I think Jamal Williams came up and just went down for his legs and just took him out from under him like a bowling ball. Is that Isaiah Bryan out there? Regardless, he got hit hard, and it's going to be a loss of two back to the 49. It'll be second down and 12 now with a minute 42 left to go in the third. Alcoa leading 28-13. Shotgun, two receivers left, one to the right with a wing, and they keep the wing in the block, and just out of the reach of his receiver, who was open, and that's Houston Bird. And he, if he could have hit him in stride, he could have easily picked up a first down. There wasn't a tornado within five yards of him. No, but that pressure of Cannon and Carroll yep. causing trouble for Hoffman. As Hoffman had to try to throw on the run, wasn't able to get his feet set or square his shoulders, and yeah, threw it just a little bit outside. So now it's third and 12. The Albert Pittman trying to get a first down here is, 
Uh, their defense did a really good job getting that football back to them, but they've got to capitalize on it. 3-4 defense by Alcoa and a timeout taken by the Highlanders with a minute 27 left to go in third. We're going to take a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout with them, and we'll be back with more of the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville Game of the Week after this. Alcoa 28-13. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. And it's going to be Hoffman to pass. He sets the throw, and before he can even move, he is blistered and put in a bag and sacked by Zane Bottom. No, that's David, or that's Bauman at the 45-yard line. So we spoke of him a little earlier, Heath, and Braxton Bauman, called him by his dad's name, makes a big play. And now we'll force the Highlanders to punt in the form of Flynn once again, as it will be Jackson and Isaiah Bright back deep for the Tornadoes. Now they're just going to drop Bright back because they're thinking that GP may be up to some chicanery. And the ball, a good punt this time. And the ball is marked out of bounds at the 21-yard line, and that's where Alcoa will take over first down and 10 and we'll see which quarterback goes into the game for the Tornadoes. It will once again be Buckles. Caden Buckles, a junior, will once again lead the Alcoa offense. 37.8 seconds left in the third quarter. Alcoa leading 28-0 and with the football at their own 21, first and 10. They'll come out with two wides to the right. One to the left, two backs in the backfield with buckles as they move left to right on your listening device. It'll be Sankey getting the gift. Big hole, Sankey big run out to the 30, out to the 35, out to the 37, and why do they not blow it dead? And that'll be 15 more yards right there on number three. Wade Hooper with a late shove of Sankey, and that'll cost the Highlanders 15 more yards, and that was just stupid. Well, I'm worried they're going to call it on Alcoa, but I think if they're going to, they better call it on both teams, Marty, because they were antagonizing uh, Ahmad Sankey, and he tried to get him off of it. And then what, if they do call penalties, though, on Alcoa, I think it may be Scott is right over here, show me 44. Darren Sutter came in to try to defend his player, and then you saw flags just start going up everywhere. Gonna be, it's going to be against the Highlanders. They started, usually it's the guy that you see last, you see last or retaliates. 
And but they were right on top of it right there. That was an easy one to call, and that will cost them 15 yards. And you know, Sankey wasn't liking the fact that he was tugged around, you know, long after his forward progress had stopped. And you know, he's standing there. He probably said something to Coop to Hooper, and Hooper responds with a shove, and that'll cost. 15 yards, and that'll move Alcoa into Highlander territory at the 47-yard line, and that'll be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. With 10 seconds left to go in the third, as Buckles is going to watch the clock, and he'll watch it expire, and that'll be all of the action here in the third quarter as Alcoa scores 14 to add to their lead in the third as they now lead 28-13 to going into the fourth quarter. We'll take a 60-second timeout. We'll be back with more of the Twin Cities Certified and Maribel Game of the Week right after this. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Going to be Caden Buckles looking. He's got a receiver wide open. That is Braden Anderson, and he will haul in the catch at the 10 and run into the maroon rectangle for another Everding Orthodontics touchdown tornadoes. That should just about do it as the score is now 34 to 13 pending the PAT by Alcoa. And Marty, that was number 26, Isaiah Bryan with the ah. catch. Well, I stand corrected. <laughs> the numbers are really hard to read on those black jerseys, especially from these old eyes. They're not really good in the first place. I think it's just you like Braden Anderson a lot. You want him to catch everything. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> it did look like, and I, I did see the long hair, so, but I was like, it did look like 99, though. Anyways, regardless, it is a Bryant touchdown, and the PAT is good, and the lead now is 35-13. to 13. It's now at 22 with 11.50 left to go. So Alcoa goes for the juggler on the first play of the fourth quarter, and it comes in the form of a 47-yard touchdown to Isaiah Bryant from Caden Buckles. So we'll try to get him up here after the game and see you know, what he's thinking there in all this. There's a lot of pressure on you starting your first game after becoming ineligible, after watching most of the year from the sideline, you're, you're definitely going to have a little rust. You're definitely going to have some time uh, catching up with the speed of the game. But it looks like now, Heath, after that throw, he may be caught up. 
35-13-11-50 left to go in this contest. And it will be <clears throat> Foley set to kick again. It looks like he's going to try the right sideline. He does. It's short and will be caught by the up back at the 20. And he'll go upfield, and he's blasted down. Is that Bon? Zane Bonham is just blowing by that first line of defense of the kickoff return team, and he is meeting the player almost right after he catches it. And it'll be a return of about six yards, and the Highlanders will start this possession at their own 26 as they trail by 22 at 35-13, to 11 left to go in the game. They'll come out with the Highlanders with two receivers to the left, one to the right, a wing to the right, a give to the right to Reagan, and Reagan will fall forward, maybe pick up a yard, maybe not. It's going to be a very short game, if any. Gain, if any. 11.30 now and counting. It looks like Greg Carroll's hobbling a little bit as he – will now come off, and it will be Sutter to replace him at his defensive end position. He's running off on his own power, but he's still a little gimpy on that left ankle. Summerall now will be in. Looks like somebody's lost a jersey. The jersey is ripped, (laughs) and they'll have to do some tape work on that one. Peggy Bratt does a little bit of everything over there. Is that... 68. Yeah, I think it's the same one I saw earlier. Um, he's not on the roster, so I'm not sure who that is. Oh, oh that's, that's offensive, interference. offensive pass interference. Yeah, Gallenberg Pittman trying to go deep, and the ball over everybody's head. The only one that can make a play on that was Cam Burden, and the receiver, number two, Carlos Orr, gave a little shove to Burden, and that'll cost him 15. And make it now second down and 25. Or is that also a loss of down? I'm not sure about high school. Yeah, I don't think it's a loss of down. You know, do you, do you possibly? I mean, it, it's still it would be third and 10 if you decline it. So they'll set the ball down at the 13-yard line. It'll be second down now and... About 25, they've got to go out to the 36-yard line. The ball is on the 13, so 23 yards to pick up a first down with 11-10 left to go. Shotgun formation for Hoffman and the Highlanders. He's got two backs in the backfield. He looks, throws out in the flat to number 88. That is Reese Cole, and he'll pick up a short gain out to about the 20. He'll pick up – actually, they're going to say he's tackled at the 18. So it's a pickup of about five. It'll still be third down and 18 to pick up a first down. And Stephen Cooper now in the booth with us. He told us that the uh, call uh, that went against Alcorn interception by – Braden Anderson in the first half was a good call by the officials that he just did not quite get in. Shotgun formation, 11.04 left now, 35-13 Alcoa, and it is Hoffman back. He heaves one deep, 
and complete. Oh, dropped it. Nope, dropped it. Oh, you my. got you got to do your quarterback a little bit of help there. A perfectly thrown pass, and I think that's number sixteen. That's Levi Hill. Well, they say he did catch it. He was just out of bounds. So that'll set up now fourth down and 18 at the 18-yard line, and the Highlanders will now be forced to punt. And it will be Flynn once again punting. And back deep, it will be Isaiah Bryant, and it will be fielded by Ronald Tank Jackson. He's looking for the edge. He gets it. There's a flag down. He's at 35, 30, 25, 20, and finally pushed out of bounds. At the 15, no, they threw a beanbag as to where he uh, received the punt. I thought it was a flag. It was not. And it's going to be Ronald Jackson returning the ball back to the 16-yard line. So (laughs) 38-yard return on the punt by Jackson, and he gives – Alcor the ball in the common sense red zone. And it'll be Buckles once again at quarterback and going in motion out of the backfield. Cannon is Sankey, and they give the ball to Cannon just right up the middle. A huge hole and an Everding orthodontic. Touchdown tornadoes by Elijah Cannon, and that pushes the lead now to 41 to 13. With 10:37 left, pending the PAT. Boy, the freshman darts to pay dirt heat and just a huge hole, and nobody touched that young man as he danced into the maroon rectangle. Snap, kick, everything's good, and Al Cornell leads 42 to 13 with 10:37 left to go. Take a 30-second break. We'll be back with more of the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville Game of the Week after this. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Uh, we are back at Goddard Field in Alcoa where the Tornadoes have just added another touchdown and have extended their lead to 42-13 to 13 with 10-37 left to go in the contest. And it will once again be Jet Foley to kick. He will angle it toward the right sideline. And the up back, now they're going to let the deep back catch it, and he'll just fall on it at the 24 is number three. That's Wade Hooper. And that's where the Highlanders will take over first and 10. as I said, Alcoa leads. It's Gallenberg-Pittman with football at their own 24-yard line. 
And it is Hoffman and a shotgun. He's got three receivers left, one to the right, one back with him in the backfield. That's Reagan who gets the ball off tackle left. And he makes a first man miss. Then he pulls the pile forward and out to the 30. Be a six yard gain on first down for the Highlanders. And Alcoa will give that to them all night or the rest of the night if they want. And it will be second down and four now for GP. They have two receivers right, one left, a wing left, and a give left to Reagan as he was alone set back with Hoffman in the backfield. He'll get the carry, but he'll also lose a yard, and it'll set up third down now and five for the Highlanders with 940 left to go in the game. Alcoa leading 42-13. to Kellenberg Pittman has yet to score in the second half, Marty. And the defense did wake up. They made some adjustments at the half, and they've really stymied this Gatlinburg pittman offense. They've also delivered a few slobber knockers, as Joe Lambert used to say. <clears throat> Shotgun two backs this time in the backfield. It looks like Alcoa is sending the house. Now they back out of it, and it looks like Timeout will be taken by the Highlanders. That will leave them with one now in the second half at 9.08 and a 42-13 to 13 deficit to the Tornadoes. And let's take a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout with them. We'll be back at Goddard Field with more action from the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week right after this. Folks, do you want the best mortgage rate and terms available? Go local. Volunteer Home Mortgage is home-owned and home-operated. We're part of your community. When you buy or refinance with us, you're helping local folks who shop locally, too. That's Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Call me to see how your local wholesale mortgage broker can help you get the best possible mortgage rate and terms. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. Jump around, and right now we'll see what the Highlanders can do offensively as it will be Hoffman in a shotgun, and the back is going to be Reagan. He's got a hole. That's actually Levi Hill into the game. He's got a hole up the middle, and he'll bust through and out to the 37, where he'll pick up a first down for Gatlinburg-Pittman with nine minutes left to go. And it is <clears throat> Hoffman once again. They're going hurry up. Are the Highlanders? They have a tight end to the left and right, and a wing to the right, and a receiver to the right. They'll try to run it right. And Elijah Cannon says, "No, you're going nowhere. It'll be a loss of five on the carry for Hill." As Cannon blows that one up, it'll now be second down and about 14 after a four-yard loss on first down. 8:20 remains in the game. Alcool leading 42 to 13. 
<clears throat> can they get this into mercy rule before the end of this contest, Heath? I think they certainly can, Marty. I think, what, they're a touchdown away, aren't they? Yep. Islanders to the ball. Out of the huddle, taking their time. Second down of 14. Hoffman in a shotgun. Hills alone setback with a wing to the right, and he's going to go for the downs as he throws for Stennett. And once again, Stennett just doing a good job breaking it up as Ronald Jackson had good position on him. He was actually double-covered that time, and nothing doing for the Highlanders on that offensive play. And it'll set up third down now in 14 with 7.51 left to go. As we go back to the Denzo scoreboard in the fourth quarter, it is Maryville 35 and Dobbins Bennett 21. Here it is Alcoa 42-13 to over Gatlinburg-Pittman on the Denzo scoreboard. And the shotgun, a quick throw out, and just over the head of Stinnett, who's working his way back to the quarterback and just a bit too much mustard on the ball, if you will, and it's high and incomplete. Fourth down now for Gatlinburg-Pittman, and they've decided to punt with 7.47 left to go. They trail 42-13, to and Alcoa will send Jackson and Isaiah Bright back to field the punt from Flynn of the Highlanders. Snap. <clears throat> the kick away. No pressure at all. A good kick. This drives Jackson back to his 27. Picks up one block and then he's corralled and dropped by several Highlanders at the 34-yard line. So return of about six or Jackson with 7.36 left to go. Alcoa enjoying a 42-13 to lead in this game. One more touchdown will amount to a mercy rule. 7.36 remains here in that fourth quarter, 42-13. to And Marty still um, buckles in at quarterback. And he'll work from a shotgun with, it looks like Cannon is the lone setback. And he's going to load up and throw deep. He's got a receiver open and making an incredible catch down oh. there is Ford. As, was he out of bounds? Yeah. <clears throat> he made a great adjustment and grab, but when he landed, he hit on the sideline, and it's incomplete. Uh, but Buckles, he connected right there with his Alcoa teammate. Regardless, incomplete, second and 10 with 7.28 left to go. Alcoa will send three receivers to the right. They'll have a tight end to the left and a lone running back with Cannon. With That's going to be a screen to Sutterth from Buckles, and Sutterth just drops it. Tried to turn it upfield to run it before he made the grab, and it'll be third and ten now for Alcoa with 7.23 left. And the score is 42-13, Alcoa. <clears throat> Got a little chilly tonight here in Blunt County. Buckles in a shotgun. He'll have a receiver to the left, two to the right, as well as a tight end to the right. One setback with him in the backfield on his left hip. He looks. He's going to roll right now. He's going to throw. He's got a receiver wide open at midfield, 
and making the grab as Ford and finally dropped as he gets into Highlander territory at the 43. That'll be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down tornadoes, and it'll also stop the clock with 7.12 left. Al Cool is going to huddle, and the play clock now starts. We're now under seven minutes left to go, and Al Cool, of course, still enjoying a 42-13 to lead over Gatlinburg-Pittman, who have never beaten the Tornadoes. Shotgun, buckles, two receivers left, one right. The give will be to Harris. He's got a lot of room. He's through the hole. He's inside the 30. He's at the 25. He's at the 20. He's yanked down by his face mask at the 15-yard line. That's itty-bitty Salter. Oh, that is it. that is itty-bitty Salter. I beg your pardon. So they've gone about five deep in the running back category now. And Salter with a huge run down to the 12, and they'll tack on more as it was took a face mask to bring him down. And that was a personal foul variety face mask. That'll be half the distance. They'll mark it down to the six. It'll be first and goal at that point for Alcoa. It'll be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down with 635 and counting. Alcoa leading 42-13. to 13. And it will be Buckles now going under center. Two tight ends and nine formation with Salter dotting the eye and a receiver to the right. And Jackson, it looks like... Alcoa moved. Somebody moved. No, it was encroachment by Gatlinburg-Pittman, so they'll add another two and a half yards or three yards. Half the distance, Alcoa will have it first to go down at the three with 6.20 remaining in the contest. High formation, buckles under center. One receiver flanked to the right with two tight ends. And it's Saucer dotting down and getting the ball. Makes first man miss. He's going to rush to the outside. He will carry a tackler into the maroon rectangle and touchdown Tornadoes at Everding Orthodontics touchdown. Really nice run that time by Salter. Marty tried to go up the middle. Nothing doing. Bounces to the outside, keeps the feet churning, and uses that stiff arm to allow himself to get to the edge and into the end zone. They're going to say he was down at the one, so Alcoa will line up again. And there's a flag. I don't think Alcoa got set as they tried to go fast. No, once again, it's offsides against GP. So that'll move the ball from about the 8-inch line down to about the 4-inch line. They should just move it into the, into the rectangle. Right. <laughs> and uh, I do believe Alcoa will have Ronald Jackson, the lone receiver, flanked outright. They'll go with two tight ends, and it will be Salter dotting the eye and Buckles under center. Summerall is the fullback. And it will basically just be a give to itty-bitty Salter and not-so-itty-bitty into the maroon rectangle. He tosses the ball to the official. And it's an Everding Orthodontic touchdown tornadoes, which pushes the lead now to 48 to 13, pending the PAT. And this now is Mercy Rule. 
on the kick is Foley. The snap, the set, the kick, doing 49-13 to 13 now, Alcoa, with 5.59 left to play, and we are now officially in the mercy rule. The clock will run now constantly throughout this contest. Let's take a 30-second break. When we come back, we'll have more from Goddard Field and Alcoa on the Twin City Certified and Marable Game of the Week right after this. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. It is kicked. It is going to be caught and dropping the football of the Highlanders. And that was number three, Wade Hooper, on the return. I do believe the Highlanders will retain possession, but the clock will continue to roll now as we're under mercy rule with 535 left to go in the game. And a quick shout-out to one of our advertisers, uh, Charles West. He has just had a large group of McMinn County players and students Walked into the Maribel Stadium to applause from home fans. Thank you, Charles. And it will be shotgun. Three receivers right, one left, and it will be thrown out to the right on just an out to the tight end that drops the ball. That is Reese Cole. And it's incomplete. It'll be second down and 10. The clock will continue to run with 4.45 now and counting. Alcoa leads 49 to 13. And it'll be Hoppity takes a shot of a snap to his face, gains possession, and then turns and gives the ball to number four. That is Connor Reagan again. He's been a workhorse for the Islanders tonight. As he'll pick up two out to the 30, almost 37-yard line, 4-16 and counting now left to go in the game. And we'll see what they, the Highlanders draw up offensively here on third and long. They'll send two receivers right. One to the left, they'll have a wing to the left as well as Hoffman has a back on his right hip. He's going to throw, he does so, to number 11, Stinnett, who looks very close. That's actually number six in the game now. And making the catch is Brady Hammonds. And it's going to be, it looks to be a first down and is for the Highlanders as they move the ball out to their own 45-yard line. Clock's still running with three and a half minutes left to go. Islanders back to the huddle, shotgun formation, and it'll be Reagan, the lone setback, on the right hip of Hoffman, the quarterback, as they send two receivers left, one right, and a wing to the left. And it will be Reagan getting the ball, turning upfield, making a nice run, 
finally pushed out of bounds as he gets into Alcoa territory. Uh, and they're going to mark him out of bounds shy of a first down at the 46-yard line of the Tornadoes. 2.57 and counting now on the game clock. <clears throat> Alcoa has scored 35 unanswered points here in the second half. Second down and one, shotgun, three receivers to the right, one to the left, and the Highlanders moved. There's no flag, and they're going to throw quickly out in the flats. Looks like number six on the grab again. That is Brady Hammonds. And he'll pick up a first down inside the Alcoa 40 down to about the 37. So they continue to march with 2.15 left. And they come to the line of scrimmage. Same formation as the last snap. Alcoa still in a 3-4 defensive alignment. And the give will be to Reagan. He's going to go outside. Actually, that is number 16 in the game now. That is Levi Hill. He'll pick up about three on the carry, but he'll pay a big price as he's blasted down at the 35-yard line. Slobber knocker there, Heath. Another big-time hit, Marty, and a lot of these younger players excited to get action and an opportunity. They're making the most of it. A minute, 40, minute now and a half left to go in the game as it is a new quarterback in the game now. Number six is Hammonds. He's going to throw it out to Stinnett. And it looks like there's a flag down. And it looks like it may be a late hit on the Highlander quarterback. We'll find out. Clock will stop. With Now it's still running, even with the penalty at a minute five, minute four, minute three. Actually going to be a hold call against the Highlanders. And they'll mark this one off. And that will put them near midfield with football because it's going to be a – they're going to mark it from the point of infraction, and that'll move the ball back into their territory at the 48-yard line, and 40 seconds now remain in the game. This could quite possibly be the last play. Two receivers right, one left, one wing left, and one back, and slinging it downfield is number six. The quarterback now, Brady Hammonds, and the receiver just gave up on it, and it went incomplete, and that indeed will probably be the last play of the game as the officials finally set the ball down. 13-49-13, Alcoa, and it looks like that will be it. That will be a final, 49-13. Alcoa advances to play next week in the semifinal round of the state playoffs as they will await the winner of Chattanooga Red Bank and Loudoun. And from what we hear, it will more than likely be Chattanooga Red Bank. And Josh Stevens has told me he will petition Red Bank to move that ball to the university or move that ball game to the University of UT Chattanooga. Final score is 49 to 13. Stay tuned, Tornado fans. We've got the secret safe place for newborns of Tennessee postgame show and the Denzo scoreboard following 
I want to remind you that this has been the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week here on 100.9 FM. And you can always stream at WKVL.com. This is Marty Millsap. I'm going to step out, turn it over to the Triple D team for the Secret Safe Place for Newborns postgame show that follows in three minutes. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55. Loaded with premium technology, like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. We are Windy City Grill and we brought Chai Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. We all come from any walks of life, but no matter where you come from, the Blunt Partnership's goal is to always ensure you and your business are our top priority. In Blunt County, you are family. In the foothills of the Smoky Mountains, there is no greater place to plan a business and raise a family. We'd love to pair up with you and plan for the days ahead. Here, you can have it all at BluntPartnership.com. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blount County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Your smile. It's your business card. 
It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at EvertingOrtho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. Welcome in to the Secret State Place for Newborn post-game show here on the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. I'm Heath Dunkel alongside Scott Dunkel. And your final score, Alcoa 49, Gallenberg-Pittman 13. After a 14-13 Alcoa lead at the half, the Tornadoes reeled off five touchdowns in the second half to break this thing open and come away with it as they will move on to the fourth round next week as we are still awaiting to find out who we will be playing and trevor will be bringing that to you just a little bit later but to my right is scott dunkel to bring you the final statistical breakdown of the night mr dunkel take it away well thank you very much mr dunkel i appreciate that all right let's take a look here at gallenberg pittman 94 yards rushing 32 attempts 9 of 23 and passing one interception 85 total passing yards 55 offensive plays, 179 total offensive scrimmage yards, two rushing touchdowns. Christian Hoffman, 7 of 19, 64 yards. Brady Hammond, 2 of 4, 21 yards. Hoffman, again, was intercepted and sacked once. For Gatlinburg-Pittman, Connor Reagan carried the major load for them tonight. 19 carries, 92 yards, and a touchdown. Hoffman had three attempts, negative five yards, and one touchdown as well. Levi Hill had seven carries for 12 yards for the Highlanders from Gatlinburg-Pittman. Looking over at Alcoa, took a while to get started, but once they did, 178 yards and 29 carries, 7 of 15 in passing, 195 yards, 44 total plays, 373 yards from scrimmage, Five rushing touchdowns, one passing, seven total, as Alcoa also had a defensive touchdown as well. Zach Luncher, two of four, 80 yards. Camden Burden did not play at quarterback tonight. Caden Buckles, five of 11, 115 yards, sacked once, and one touchdown for the Tornadoes. Foley was seven of seven in his extra point attempts. Zach Lunsford, three carries, eight yards. Ahmad Sankey, eight carries. Um, 78 yards, and just in case I messed that up, I'm going to go back. Lunsford had three carries, eight yards. Um, just wanted to make sure I did say that right earlier. Eddie Salter, three carries, 31 yards, and a touchdown. Elijah Cannon, two carries, 22 yards, and a touchdown. Jordan Harris, a carry, four, three yards, and a touchdown as well. Zane Bonham, four carries, 18 yards for the Tornadoes to Heron Sutter. Two catches, 90 yards. Just barely missed getting that touchdown in there and got tackled around the five. Isaiah Bryant, one catch for 47 yards and a touchdown for Alcoa. Braden Anderson, one catch for eight yards. Ronald Jackson, two catches for 27 for the Tornadoes tonight. Uh, Heath, a slow game to start with, but once they got it rolling, Alcoa in the second half just took off as Alcoa was leading Gatlinburg-Pittman 14-13 to at the half. Yeah, a really slow start, and 
got just kind of out of rhythm, it seemed like, offensively for a few minutes. And um, defensively, Gallenberg Pittman started getting some momentum and started getting a few things going. They brought in that freshman quarterback we saw last time, and he started to throw the ball pretty well, too. Um, they've, they've got a lot of – Gallenberg Pittman's got a lot of talent in that future uh, for that for that ball club, and you certainly wish them the best. Uh, they're not going to feel too great tonight, and you hate it for their seniors. You know what that feeling feels like, of knowing this is your last game you're ever going to play at this level, and for some of them, last game they're ever going to play whatsoever if they're not moving on to collegiate football. So um, we, we certainly feel for them, but we, you know, heck of a season for Gallenberg-Pittman. They've had a really incredible year, and we'll, we wish that ball club nothing but the best in the future. But, yeah, a slow game to start. Alcoa finally got rolling on all cylinders, and in the second half reeled off five touchdowns, five unanswered touchdowns, I should say, as Gallenberg-Pittman had no answer for Alcoa in the second half. Right, Heath. And the thing, like you mentioned, you know, Gatlinburg-Pittman, their fans were excited. They were holding Alcoa to 14 points in the first half. You don't see a lot of teams do that. They were only down by one point. Alcoa went into halftime. Obviously, Coach Rankin and a few other coaches, I'm sure, gave them a very stern pep talk, more or less. They came out ready to play, looked a little more active, and um, – had some really quick scores in the um, third quarter to bump that lead up to 28-13. to 13. From there, um, Alcoa just cruised the rest of the way with three touchdowns in the fourth quarter to put the game on ice, finally get it into Marty's, quote, favorite uh, continuous clock. So Yeah, well, you know, and Scott, we got a – I think we got word from our sideline reporter, the great Adrian Harrell, that she couldn't find the Tornadoes in the locker room at the half. Turns out they were behind the woodshed. Oh, and so <laughs> they came back out, and they made things happen in the second half after Coach Rankin had a little bit of a talking to with them, and they certainly did a fantastic job. It's got a lot of great stats for Alcoa tonight, a lot of great play here in the second half, certainly a nice wake-up call, um, hopefully a, one that they needed. And I'm sure Coach Rankin's message now is, hey, listen, this is another week that could be full of distractions before you get to Friday night. It's Thursday night is right. Thanksgiving. and so. You know, things will be probably a little bit more mild this year for many families because of COVID. But people are still going to want to have a good time. But you got to be careful. Got to be careful. Got to be exactly. safe. And uh, for these players, not only do you have to do that, but you've just still got to keep your, your mind focused on what's coming up, and that is potentially Red Bank or Loud. Well, and they, I think Alcoa kind of got a wake-up call tonight thinking, we're just going to breeze back through this all the way to state and find out that there are teams that want to in our hoping to be able to play them, you know, and Gatlinburg-Pittman, give them a lot of credit first half. They came out ready to play. Alcoa, as you said earlier, you know, kind of looked like they were sleepwalking through most of this game or most of the first half woke up. I can pretty much guarantee you Red Bank is not going to be sleepwalking in their game. They're going to be ready for Alcoa, and they just knocked down a really good team in Loudoun tonight. So you got to watch for that, but also, he's just real fast getting off the game for just a minute. I want to wish um, my dad, Larry Dunkel, well. Hope he's doing better. Yours and Trevor's grandfather. Um, we wish him all the best and hope that um, he's re recovering. Absolutely, yeah. Our thoughts and prayers with your dad, my granddad, Larry Dunkel, as he continues to recover um, from a recent scare that he had, and certainly uh, all of the Dunkel clan's prayers thrown his way. But uh, 
Um, whether he's listening or not, certainly he is in our thoughts and prayers right now. And right. I'm completely with you, Dad. Um, but we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we'll bring Trevor Dunkel and Scott on the headset as Trevor will talk to us about the playoff picture for all of the different classifications so far. And if we have a special guest, we may take a break and throw them back on the headset. But if not, we'll let Trevor go ahead and breeze through that here in just a minute. You're listening to the Secret Safe Place for Newborns postgame show. We'll be back in a minute. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years. Everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees. For a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Jerome Moon would like to thank all the constituents of District 8 in Blunt County for their support in the recent election. Jerome Moon will continue to fight for Blunt County in Nashville for better health care, better education, and overall pursuit of life. Jerome Moon works tirelessly for the people of his district. Jerome Moon is guided by faith, family, and freedom. Again, thank you from Jerome Moon for your support. Paid for by the committee to elect Jerome Moon, Steve West, Treasurer. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal Opportunity Employer. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. And welcome back to the Secret Safe Place for Newborns postgame show. 
This is Scott Dunkel alongside Trevor Dunkel. Trevor is going to bring us the Denso scoreboard. Let us know what's going on in the playoffs here in the quarterfinals around the state of Tennessee. Trevor? Thank you, Scott. And uh, luckily, since this game lasted longer than uh, normal Alcoa games last, we, we actually got a lot of games that are finalized as well at this point. So that definitely helps um, in, in giving outcomes. But uh, we'll start with, with 1A tonight. Um, Cole Fields, who was leading Oliver Springs 20 to nothing at half, finishes it out uh, and, and wins 36-0. So Cole Fields will be continuing uh, their dominance this year as they um, have, uh, haven't lost the game so far. Right, they're, they're uh, a very good team. Very good. Oh, yeah, very, very great this year. Um, they will be going on to play the winner of the South Pittsburgh-Gordonsville uh, game. That uh, game just started the third quarter. They're coming out of uh, the locker room right now. South Pittsburgh leading 14-7. to um, And then moving on to uh, 2A, uh, we've got South Green playing Meigs County. Uh, Meigs County just owns that game as they led 29-0 at the half and then uh, went on to own the, the second half as well as they uh, finished that game 42-14. So Meigs County moving on another team that is, is also undefeated so far. And then they will be playing the winner of the Trousdale County and Waterton game. Uh, so far, Trousdale is leading 21-7. to That just started um, in the third quarter as well. And then moving on to 3A, as you guys know, uh, Alcoa won tonight against Gatlinburg-Pittman. And we're wondering who our game is going to be against next week. Um, and Red Bank pulled that out, uh, defeating Loudon tonight 24-14. to so we'll be going to play Red Bank next week, because that will be in Chattanooga. Right. Um, like Keith mentioned, we'll, we'll try to see if we can play it at um, the UTC uh, Stadium, which would be that would, would be, be nice. Yeah. Um, and then moving down uh, the bracket for 3A, um, looking to see how Pearl, Pearl Cone is doing. Is, is that who we played last year? They're beating Stewart County 21 to seven in the second quarter right now. And um, if they win, they'll go on to play the winner of Milan and South Gibson. Uh, Milan's winning 17-7 to in that game. Yeah, Milan's got a really Milan. good team. Okay. Um, and then moving on to, to 4A, Elizabethan and Greensville. Elizabethan, another undefeated team who's had a really good season this year. Um, they defeat Greenville 24-20, to moving on to the semifinals. And then they're Paying attention to the Tullahoma and Nolansville game is that whoever wins that will be who they will play. Um, and that game is tied at the half, seven all. And then moving on to 5A, we have South Doyle and Central. Trying to pay attention to that um, game um, to see if we, we have a uh, finalist yet. And that actually just finished. South Doyle hangs on and defeats Central wow, that's right there. to 14, getting their revenge yes. since Central had beat them earlier in the season. And then also another very close game, the game, uh, the team that they will play will be the winner of the West Oak Ridge game. West was uh, was leading at the half 14 to 10, and it's still a very close game as West leads 28 to 24 with about uh, six minutes left right now. So we'll see what happens there. And then moving on to 6A, uh, very, very close game with Maryville and Dobbins Bennett. It was just kind of going back and forth the whole game. Maryville finally went up uh, by two scores, and then Dobbins Bennett uh, scored uh, to be down 35 
to 28 with about a minute left, no timeouts. They kick an onside kick, and it was really close, but Maryville uh, gets it and runs the clock out, and Maryville will move on to uh, the semifinals. And then they will play the winner of Oakdale and, and Riverdale. Right now, looks like uh, Riverdale, or I apologize, Oak, Oakland is leading 21 to 0 at uh, in the third quarter. Yeah, Oakland, a very tough team, and Maryville and Oakland have gotten to know each other quite well the last couple of years, so we're good right there. Um, as Trevor's just brought us the Denzo scoreboard, again, you're listening to the secret safe place for newborns postgame show as Heath joins us back on the headset here as we have a special guest coming up here. Give us just a minute. We'll send this over to Heath. All right. Thanks, Scott. And we actually have two special guests up here in the booth with us and have an opportunity to talk with them both here right now. And uh, first off with me, I've got the linebacker here for Alcoa, Major Newman. Major, thanks for coming aboard, man. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, you got it, bud. So you and I had a chance to talk a little bit a minute ago, but one of the things I think that, you know, us as, as we kind of got to watch your maturation throughout the last few years, one of the things we talked about coming into this season, was, man, if there's a kid on this football team who's underrated, mm. it's Major Newman. I mean, you have really grown over the last few seasons. What has really gone into that for you to be able to really excel at the linebacker position? Uh, it's, it's just filling in the role. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said in a previous interview, uh, last year I was just fitting into a role. This year I feel like I am that role. Yeah. And uh, I think I'm doing a good job at it. Yeah, well, we would certainly agree. And, you know, Major, one of the scary moments for you this season was that Maryville game, a game that you had to leave. I believe they took you on an ambulance and had to take you to the hospital. Um, can you kind of walk me through a little bit about, like, what that moment was like for you and then kind of the comeback? Uh, scariest moment I've yeah. ever been a part of. Uh, I did not like it. I hated it every second of it. But um, once I got out, it was just really the pain that I had to deal with. Uh, I got done with the pain two, three weeks, and I was back out here playing football. And uh, I'm glad I was able to be in a speedy recovery situation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll I'll tell you what, Major, you have uh, certainly been a a joy to watch this season. And you've come back on, like you said, strong. You've been able to come back um, and do a lot of work on this football field. You did a lot of work tonight to make some big plays tonight. Um, You know, this is a team in Gatlinburg-Tittman that you guys saw earlier in the season. So what was that preparation like this week? Was it a little bit more comfortable because you kind of knew what to expect? Or is there anything different you guys tried to put in the playbook offensively and defensively? Uh, it was more of a comfortable laid-back type of week, mm-hmm. uh, which, I mean, I think that played a factor into our first half success. But, I mean, yeah, this week was more of a laid-back chill. We know what they're going to do, just yeah. relax and uh, get your mind right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you talked about it a minute ago that the first half, a little clunky, took a little, took a minute, right, for you guys to really get rolling. You get to halftime, 14-13. Gatlinburg-Pippen felt like they had some momentum. Right. Um, and then halftime, I imagine you guys got a little bit of a talking to. And you and I talked about it a minute ago, but tell me a little bit about that. It didn't even come from the coaches. It was, <laughs> it was all seniors in there uh, just wanting the best for us. They, The intensity was very high. Mm-hmm. I think we needed that message to, to show how much they care. And uh, I care for all these seniors. And uh, knowing that this is their last ride, I'm not going to let that let them lose on their our field like it. So yeah. I had to do what I had to do. Well, you guys certainly did that. Five straight touchdowns unanswered by Gallenberg Pivot as they weren't able to score in the second half. So we uh, we appreciate you taking the time to meet with this major. Um, now you've got to move towards next week. 
uh, the winner of that Red Bank Loudon game. It looks like potentially it's going to be Red Bank at this point. If figure out if we're going to be playing at Red Bank or if they're going to be moving locations. Either way, we're going to be on the road. So your last game at home this season, probably pretty memorable for the seniors to be able to go out with a bang. Um, but as you prepare for next week, any any message Coach gave to you you all to try to avoid distractions, especially with Thanksgiving right before it? Uh, coach is not playing. Coach, <laughs> coach is not playing. He he told us himself he's not going to his family's Thanksgiving. He wants us in the house. Uh, he says if if we don't want to do that, then we don't need you. Yeah. And uh, honestly, that's that's the truth. If, if we're not really these next two weeks trying to get the state championship, then there's no point. Yeah, got to give it your all. So, uh, well, we certainly appreciate it. We're excited. We're ready to do the same thing, and we will see you next week, Major. So we appreciate your time, buddy. Thank you so much. Next up, we've got another young man who got his first varsity start tonight at the quarterback position, just became eligible this week, and that is Mr. Caden Buckles, the transfer from Catholic High School. Caden, how you doing, my man? Doing great. Uh, it was a great night. Definitely, definitely a little slow in the first half. Yeah, I'm just happy to be happy and excited to be out there playing football again. Yeah, 115 yards passing for you tonight. One touchdown. Um, like you said, really started to try to kind of get in that groove. It's been one of those things for you this season where you really kind of had to bide and wait your time, right? Waiting for that time where the TSSAA said, "All right, he's eligible. He can go to work." Now I've heard that up until this moment you had had a lot of chances to kind of work maybe with the JV, kind of really just continue to learn the playbook. Um, how much has had getting that playing time and working with maybe some of the younger guys really kind of helped you prepare for this moment? Uh, being on JV, it's obviously great just getting live reps against somebody else other than your own team. Yeah. And uh, to be out there, to be able to call the plays and execute them, uh, it, it really just all built up tonight. And being able to be in practice and get reps every day, it's just everything for those past 12 weeks has built up to tonight, and it, I'm great it finally paid off. Yeah, and, and another thing, you know, I kind of wonder is you're coming from a school in Catholic that's got a lot of talented players. You come to Alcoa, same, same thing, right? A lot of talented players. What's it like from the quarterback position to be able to face probably the toughest defense, if not one of, in the state every single week of practice? Uh, it, it's actually – it's funny you mention that because that's something me and my dad talk about all the time. The, yeah. Me – running scout team for those past 12 weeks against arguably the best team in the state, it, uh, best defense in the state. It's it's very eye-opening for me to get to know how to pick apart a defense that knows what they're doing. Yeah. So when I can get out there on the field against a defense that's a little lesser, uh, less evolved, then it's it's just like bread. Yeah, yeah, totally different ball game. And, and you know, transitioning over here too, what have you learned, you know, coming to a, a top tier, you know, winning this program, um, in regards to state titles in Tennessee, and also under the winningest coach in Tennessee football history, and Coach Rankin, what what are some of the things you've learned this year by being able to be under this program? Uh, you used the word winningest, yeah. And coming here, it's just the winning mentality that mm -hmm. the coaches, the players, the community that everybody has. It's just it's great to know that everybody in the stands and in the city, they they all are backing you up at the same time. So being able to come here and have people who have like-minded goals as you instead of uh, goals for their self, personal goals. It's just great knowing that this team, all 11 guys on the field at one time, are doing one thing, and that's that's going to win. Yeah, absolutely, and, and win they did. And uh, speaking of wins, your first win yeah. um, at the quarterback position for Alcoa High School um, and first start on varsity here with Alcoa. So congratulations, Caden. We're super proud of you, my man. Thank you. And we wish you the best of luck as we will be with you next week Absolutely. just up in the press box. But, man, thanks so much for coming up. You're listening to Two Hype Sports on Rocky Top Sports Radio. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a minute.
Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Well, it's finally fall and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, call me, Lee Franks, with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500 And let's run some numbers. Rates are at historic lows, and we might save you some money. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500, NMLS 1641325. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville. Welcome back in Secret Safe Place for Newborn post game show here on the Twin City Certified in Maryville game of the week. I'm Heath Dunkel, and with me, Scott Dunkel, as we're closing out post-game show here. Scott, a fantastic ball game for Alcoa, and then a great opportunity to bring up two talented young men into the booth a moment ago. Great interviews with Major Newman and Caden Buckle. Yeah, both re- two really good players. I um, want to say this before we go too much further. we got to pick some better music while Marty's getting here. So. Yeah. <laughs> Get back Don't tell him. This. He's probably listening. You better watch out. That's They're going to be like, right. Scott Dunkel has been removed from the Alcoa broadcast team. Um, yeah, love you, Marty. But, yeah, great <laughs> game for Alcoa. Uh, two really good, important players tonight for the Tornadoes as well in Newman and in uh, Buckles. So, uh, great to see Alcoa heading to Chattanooga now as they will take on Red Bank, as Trevor mentioned earlier. Yeah, they'll be traveling to Red Bank, and uh, it sounds like we are going to try to attempt to see uh, uh, if we can maybe move that location. Not necessarily here, we wish, but to see if we can move that game possibly to a neutral site. 
to allow uh, maybe a bigger chance for fans to come with more room, such right. as the University of Tennessee Chattanooga. So that would be it phenomenal. It would be better with the COVID to be able to spread out a little better. Yeah, that would be great. Better, better for social distancing and uh, better for us to distance in a very nice press box as well. So, so we'll see. Um, we're certainly excited and hopeful for that, but we'll keep you um, in the loop throughout this week once we know more. But, yeah, great interviews with those two. We certainly appreciate uh, Athletic Director Josh Stevens being able to bring them up into the press box with us. Um, a phenomenal game tonight and a um, scoreboard update. Um, and, I, and if I get it wrong, he will correct me, I'm sure. But um, just went final. Oak Ridge has come back and beat West 31-28. to They will be moving on next week in the fourth round to face South Doyle. Yeah, it's an upset winner over Central tonight. So a really good job by Oak Ridge. It's a game that they had lost earlier this season to West. They were able to get some revenge tonight. West season is over, and the Wildcats of Oak Ridge High School will be moving on. And speaking of moving on, so are the Alcoa Tornadoes. As after they have some Thanksgiving turkey, and Coach Rankin told them to stay at home, stay safe. I really like what he, the message Major, Major Newman said is, hey, I'm not going to travel. I'm not going to go visit family. We're going to stay home. We're going to stay safe. If you're not about that, we don't need you because we've got a mission, and that mission is to get our 19th state title for this program, which will continue to give them just one ahead, if Maryville wins this year, of the Maryville Rebels for the most state titles in TSSAA history. Right, Heath, and a good message to keep it safe. You're two games away from taking that championship, so you can't be doing silly things. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, be safe. Enjoy Thanksgiving, but don't go out and get into crowds or anywhere that could cause a problem to yep. get you out of the game. You saw what happened to McMinn County last week with Dobbins Bennett. You don't want to put your team in that same situation. Yeah, you certainly don't. So hopefully everyone is able to stay safe. And whether you're the Alcoa Tornadoes or, or anyone else out there, we want you to be able to stay safe and healthy. And we wish you nothing but the best over these holidays. And we hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. But after Thanksgiving... Buckle up, tune in, and get ready as the Alcoa Tornadoes will face the Lions of Red Bank High School. But until then, thanks so much for tuning in to the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. For Marty Millsap, Scott Dunkel, Trevor Dunkel, Adrian Harrell, and Andy back at the studio. Your final score, Alcoa 49, Gatlinburg Pittman 13. Until next time, we say so long, good night, and yes, that just happened. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. Back to the old to-do list again. Let's see. Climb Mount Lacotte? Done. Snorkeling with the dolphins off the coast of Florida? Done. Barreling over Niagara Falls? <laughs> nah, too risky. How about rediscovering Cades Cove in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park? Hmm. Easily drive or hike to view the scenic mountain beauty and wildlife. I'm downloading the Cades Cove app at cadescoveapp.com today. <laughs>